Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. God is good all the time. Thank God for another day that he woke us up this morning in our right mind and that we are here amongst the living to get this thing called life right one more time. Amen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Give us the strength and the guidance, God, that we need. Expand and enlarge in the earth, O God, according to Psalms 115, 14 through 16. God, we declare and decree that our children shall be taught of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that they shall be saved. Oh, God, we thank you, God, for your miracle signs and wonders on this Saturday morning. God, we thank you for your grace, your grace, your grace that keeps us, oh, God, even when we can't keep ourselves. God, we thank you for your aroma, that sweet perfume early in the morning, oh, God, and we want to say we thank you on this morning. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Declare Victory. Has anybody else joined us? Susie and I, that would like to take the time to say good morning. Good morning, this is Truman, the finisher. Good morning, how are you? little tired, getting ready to go to work. How are you doing? I am doing good. Grateful for another day. Woke up this morning. Can't complain at all. You be safe out there. Thank you. You as well. Have a blessed day. You too. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anybody else called in that would like to take the time to say good morning? Thank you, God. Thank you, God. You are holy, oh God, all so holy. God, you are holy. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, oh God. Thank you. Thank you, oh God. Thank you for being a way maker and a miracle worker and a promise keeper. Thank you, God, for being this Great I am, and the King of kings, and the Lord of lords, and for carrying us through. Thank you, God. When we thank you for waking us up this morning. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anybody else that called in that would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Happy Saturday to you as well. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yes, God. Thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you.
even when we don't see that you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You're always working in our life, God, no matter what the circumstances or the situation may present before us. You always look out for us. And this morning, we just want to start off by just saying thank you for the many blessings that you give unto us. We thank you for your grace and mercy that keeps us in our sound mind. Oh, God, we thank you, God, on this morning for being the great I am. Oh, God, God, we thank you for everything that you do for us. Oh, God, we thank you this morning. Oh, God, we thank you. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Declare Victory. This is your greeter this morning. Has anybody else joined the line that would like to take the time and say good morning? Oh, thank you, God. Yes, God, let there be an increase. Good morning, Dee Dee. Good morning. Good morning, it's Moni. Good morning, Moni. Who else is that? Hey, it's Lisa. Good morning, Lisa. Moni. Hey, Tracy. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh, happy birthday, Moni, in the middle. You think you're slick because uh, you got away yesterday, <laughs> but to God be the glory, we celebrate you, home girl. Thank yeah. you. Thank you all. I felt the love. I, I was uh-huh. overflow, overfilled with love. Yes, Good morning happy and happy belated birthday. It's Krishanda. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank Good you. morning, Krishanda. <laughs> Good morning, love. Good morning, everybody. Yes, happy birthday. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, God, for another day. Anybody else like to take the time to say good morning this morning? Good morning, good morning. Good morning, Moni. Happy birthday, Hefe. Oh, thank you. Good morning, Tondria. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, Michelle from Hayward. Good morning, Michelle from Hayward. Sharon. Sharon, sorry. Sharon, Miss Sharon, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and what a sweet morning it is just to be in the presence of the Lord on this morning. Good morning and welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody else like to say good morning? Okay, it's time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tracy and I am your hostess. Thank you all for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in November for the monthly theme entitled Reset. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely bless you. There is one announcement today. 
We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory and give it in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org slash paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash app dollar sign declare victory. We pray many blessings be our heavenly father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. The order of the call, there's no prayer absent, uh, there was no prayer on the app this morning. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by D. The declaration will be brought by Moses. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I will repeat that. The order of the call this morning, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by D. The declaration will be brought by Moses. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture today is from 1 John 5 and 4. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you look down at your phones, double check, triple check at this present moment to make sure that you are on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Have a great day. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for this moment. Hallelujah. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. It's your name that you just deserve the praise, Lord. So I thank you for a new day. Saturday, November 21st, 2020. What an amazing day. Father, we thank you that we don't have to remain in the same old place, entangled in the same old sin. The things that of yesterday don't even matter. They've passed away. We can choose to start over each and every morning. So we thank you. We thank you. Keep in mind that each day when we rise, that it's your breath in our lungs, God. It's your mercies that are renewed as if you hit a reset button on us. So we thank you that we can be assured that when we confess our sins, that you are faithful to just forgive. So forgive us, Father, for anything that we may have thought that or done that's not pleasing to you. We thank you just again that even in the cares of life, you are still there. The cares of life that should drive us to our knees to pray out to you because only you can deliver us. You will deliver us, protect us. You are our defender. You fight for us. Thank you that you are a God that's still in control, that you sit high and look low, Father God. No matter how hard we wish for things, God, we know that we have to pray and pray effectively for you, Father God. Thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, that you're still providing because we are still on a prayer call. Thank you, God. No matter what COVID-19 or election or anything else in this cold world is doing, you are still God and you are our defender. So I thank you that you go before we even know that we've gone to war and you bring back the head of the enemy and you bring back the victory. So I thank you that, God, you are good and you love us and that your grace is sufficient for us. So, Heavenly Father, I just say thank you again this morning. And as my sister Tracy was just crying out and giving you thanks and praise this morning on the phone call, thank you for just the air that we breathe right now. Thank you for a brand new day, a day that eyes have not seen. 
Thank you that we have ears to hear and for the mobility of our limbs, God. Thank you for a sound mind. Oh, I adore you. And I just want to, again, Father, ask you to forgive me. Forgive me. Give me a clean heart so that I can follow you, God. We all have done or said things that that are all against your word, God. The word says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So I just thank you for new grace and new mercy. Hallelujah. You say in your word that you love the world, that you gave your only begotten son for us, that whoever believes in you shall not perish but have eternal life, everlasting life, God. You said that I came that that they may have life and have it abundantly. Thank you, God, for abundant life. Thank you for a reset. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things, hallelujah, old hurts, old bitterness, old unforgiveness have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Thank you for a reset this Saturday morning, God, for just a brand new sheet of life, a chance to do this thing called life again today. We thank you for that. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters but just to sit at your feet, Father God. Thank you. I just have an attitude of gratitude because I woke up to see this day, God. What a slight headache, but God, even that I thank you that I can feel in my body. So I thank you, God, because I know it's temporary. God, right now, we just need a real lasting change of heart and mind. And I pray that all and every declare on the line will just spend some unhurried time with you in that secret place where they can just be with you and spend time with you and bask with you and just give it all to you. Because nobody loves you like nobody loves us like you do. Your love, your magnificent love, God. It's amazing how you love us, God, how you really love us. You are a good, good father. Your love is bigger than anything that concerns us. Your word says to cast every care on you, every care, and that we are to be anxious for nothing, not one thing. So I thank you for that. And every prayer request, God, with all the chaos that's going around, with all the diagnosis and Bad reports of the doctors. Some are so grief-stricken right now, God. They don't even know where they're coming or going. But you are still good and you are God. I'm lifting up the homeless and the elements right now, God. You know everything. You know our heart. You know exactly what we are all in need of, God. There is nothing too hard for you because nothing takes you by surprise, God. Our own Savior met with you in prayer. And he prayed for all of us, God. <laughs> Hallelujah, God. I thank you, God, that we are to be specific about the things that we need, God. (coughs) The distractions and attacks that are on our bodies, like this cough that's trying to overtake me. God, I just give you the praise this morning. Victor, take your phones off. But before you do, prepare your prayer and just give him your best, your best, your best. Take your phones off mute and just join me in prayer this morning, guys. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Come together and just worship you this morning. 
Bless you, Lord. I worship you, Lord Jesus. We seek your face this morning. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for loving us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I love
that cough didn't do anything because it came out of nowhere. So I know what that means. Spiritual warfare is on. It doesn't stop. But I'm fighting a good fight of faith. And I just thank you for an opportunity to come before you on this morning. I thank you in Jesus' name as I pass the call to Moses. Oops, sorry about that. was in another app real quick. But um, good morning, everybody. I just want to thank everyone for calling in. That was such a beautiful time of prayer and worship. And, um, you know, I got to be honest with you. While we were praying and worship, I just felt so much joy and so much warmth just being transmitted out from the call today. Um, I immediately started feeling impressed upon by, by the Lord to actually pray again. I, I wanted to, I wanted to pray for, uh, specifically, um, I always, I always want to just be really, very sensitive to this because I know that if it was me and I, I was in the situation of what I was, if I was on the other end of what I'm feeling right now, I know that it would mean a lot to me to have somebody pray. So I want to, I, you know, I always try to be very sensitive to this to make sure that I'm hearing accurately from the Lord. And I do, I do feel that I'm hearing from the Lord in this situation, but actually, before we get into the message and um, I kind of intro what we're going to be talking about today, I just wanted to take a little bit of time to respond to that pressing from the Lord. And I want to pray for everybody who has family member that is a family member that is currently in the hospital or that is sick right now or is just a family member or a loved one, or even if it is you yourself and you are going through something. And, and that I know that the world is dealing with a lot of um, COVID cases and situations like that, and you or your loved ones may have been affected by that at this point. And I want to absolutely definitely include that. But I'm also covering, even if you just feel sick and you were just worried, but you know you don't have something, but it might be a cold, it might be a flu, it might be something else. Or even if you have um, another underlying health condition that is, is totally unrelated to that stuff, um, if you have a, a loved one who has to go into the hospital right now, if you have a friend, a family member that is in the hospital right now, and um, it is just a, a I, I think the fear factor that is, is associated with that is a little bit elevated right now because, because of everything that's going on. So I, I feel really led to just pray for that specific subject right now. And if you would partner with me as I lead us in prayer through this, I know that that cumulative heart trajectory, I know that we're going to see change. And I know that we're going to see peace in those scenarios. And I know that we're going to get good praise reports. I've been seeing so many praise reports. And I got to be honest with you, I'm a part of a lot of prayer chains, but one primarily, I can say that in the last eight or nine months that I have seen the most praise requests from this land that I have in about 15 years. I have seen the most praise requests in the last eight or nine months. And this is a time for us to be active. And after the message, I wanted to take some personal time to minister. I felt the Lord and and a personal prayer time, the Lord putting um, one or two folks on my heart to to pray for and to get some prophetic words for. So I want to share and release those words later. Um, And I hope that they they are on today. But um, I I, want to really do that today. I, I really feel led in my heart that this is a day of ministering, that this is a day of releasing, that this is a day of reminding that God is with us. And this ties into the message as well, but I want everyone to take away from this one of the biggest things, because if I'm, 
diverting away from from the word the message today right now um it, i definitely believe it's because god wants to wants to shift and i believe that it's because god wants to do something and i'm always a fan of god wanting to do something so i want to just lead us in that prayer i want to make sure that everybody's on mute if you could just real quick check and and make sure that you're on mute before we go in and do this i am so excited um and i'm just going to get right into it father i want to thank you lord that we don't have to rest in a in a shelter of fear that we don't have to go back and revert to the old things that we used to use as comfort when you have peace for us. Lord, when you have prosperity for us, when you have health for us, Lord, you still heal. Lord, and you still come through and you're still a father and you're still a provider, Lord, and you're still a defender, Lord. You're our great defender. You fight on our behalf, Lord. You respond on our behalf. You go to places before us, Lord. So if there's family that has to go to the hospital today, if you have to go visit, if you work at a hospital, Lord, I pray that you go before us. Lord, I pray that you would go there and prepare a way before us, that you would, um, man, I have no idea or knowledge of medical terminology, and please forgive me if I'm wrong in these, but Lord, I would pray that you, uh, that that the, the rooms would be disinfected, would not be contaminated. Lord, I wanna pray for a hedge of protection over every single one of us, Lord, that, would, that has a family member in the hospital right now that is, is going to hospitals, that is getting, that is getting their checkups, Lord. I want to pray every, for every single one of our family members, Lord, that is going through a physical ailment, Lord. There is something in that, Lord. For everything, there is a purpose. And you bring all, your word says that you bring all things, all things. There's no exclamation mark there. There's no asterisk. There's nothing that says, all things, but this was only pertinent to that section of the Bible at that time. It, you had to have been a apostle. No, this is all things. This is, it doesn't matter if you're from Cincinnati. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're from the South. It doesn't matter if you're 40, if you're 20, if it's your first time calling in. It does not matter what you have done in your life. God works together all things because this is bigger than us, Lord. And I pray that the situations that we are stressed about over our family members' health over our own health, Lord, that just grip us with fear. I want to pray in Jesus' name that those things are released to you today. Lord, that there's some way that we can step out in faith that we can release to you, Lord, that we are not above the fact that we will have to step out of a boat underwater at any point. And I guarantee you, if you can hear my voice, you at some point in your life, if not all the time, or if not a few times in between, you will need to step out of the boat and you will need to walk on water at some point in your life. So what better time than now? What better opportunity than the things that have brought us fear, than the things that have gripped us and made us stress out and have anxiety? And I even want to take this time right now to, set, to, to spread and expand that out to a legal issue or maybe a family member who maybe they're just a prodigal. Maybe they're lost. But I want to pray for those things that bring us fear right now. I want to pray for those things that make us feel that, that this is it. This, this really might be it. I'm, gonna, I'm here to tell you today, this is not it, and, and it's not that time right now. And I'm boldly going before you, and I'm stepping out in faith and saying that God wants that situation. God wants that health issue. God wants that thing that you've been holding on to, that you've been terrified for because he has breakthrough for you. And, and, and we might not understand healing or things as God understands it, and we might see things as being like, why is this happening? Why is this taking so long? But the entire point of the message today is that 
God is not slow as man understands slow, but he's working together all things for the good of those who love him, those who seek him, those who call his name. So I implore you, I encourage you to continue seeking, continue knocking, and it will be given to you. Continue going to the foot of the Lord and you will find it. Do not give up. If it is a family member, if it is a son, if it is a daughter, if you've been praying for 15 years, I want you to get excited to pray for 15 more. Even if your your story has been filled with heartache and let down and being broken, it will be our eternal glory to walk into heaven with an ailment. It will be our eternal glory to walk into heaven with a son or daughter that was hurting, with, with a family member that we prayed and interceded for, and we didn't even see it happen in our lifetime. I've heard people say that, they in visions of heaven uh a lot of people have and, and, and it's a biblical thing right there's you know paul's talking about the man who was taken to the third heaven and i don't know if it was a spirit or body we have people like that today who've experienced that and they come back and they say that they see people in heaven in a wheelchair and people will question that be like why would somebody spend eternity in a wheelchair what is that possible we, we're going to be perfect in heaven and i don't doubt that but the response i would always hear is because our ailments, our hurts, our pains, our trials, our adversity here on this planet, we give worship to God in eternity for the things that we endure in his name, for the things that we get to worship and give back to him. And some of us choose to hold on to that because it's an echo into eternity of how great God was, how good he was through all of man's understanding, through all of our logic, through all the things that we think need to be perfect, we're able in our pain, in our hurt, in our disability, to give back to God and to show who he was for all time. And we have to use those situations here for that very fact. And it doesn't mean that we are less. It doesn't mean that someone is better than you because they have a perfect bill of health. It doesn't mean that someone is better than you because they make more money. It doesn't mean that someone is better than you because their family doesn't fight during the holidays, because their family actually gets together and they post pictures of all the food they have and everybody coming in from different places. It does not mean somebody is better than you. Those, some will be, who are first here will be last there, and some who are last here will be first there, okay? We give worship to God with our adversity, and you do not know God until you have known pain. And I believe that God is in peace, and God is in joy, and God is in all that, but I'm here to tell you today, step into it. Step into what you don't know about the situations that bring you fear because God is there too. Step into the situations where you don't have power right now because God is in that too. Because as Christians, we have been way too passive during this time. Do not look back and waste, waste an opportunity. Don't let anything, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's a war, whether it's politics, whether it's an election, don't, don't squander that opportunity to showcase a mighty God in a chaotic time. The, uh, there's what, maybe 30, 40, 20 people on right now? Those are 20, 30, 40 vaccines right there. Those are 20, 30, 40, pa those are the policymakers right there. Those are 20, 30, 40 world changers right there. You can all heal people. You can all change the environment around you. You can all pray healing. You can all cast out demons. We got it right here. The world's waiting reading the news, waking up every day, opening, opening Apple News every day. The world's waking up, turning on Fox News or CNN or MSNBC every day. We wake up and our news source is on our knees. We wake up and our news source is in the Bible. 
we wake up and our news source came from across 2,000 years ago. We already have all the answers the world's looking for. This is a time for Christians to be active. This is a time for us to step into healing. This is a time for us to step into miracles. This is a time for us to step out. If you have a prophetic gifting and you know stuff about people because God reveals information in you, this is a time where you need to not shut up. This is a time where you step out. It is a time like this that God has equipped people like us to go meet a world that's dying to hear from him. That is in chaos. That is in, we have, you know, we have identity politics where people are entirely dependent on a man, a flawed man, or men, or parties, or committees, or PACs. We are so dependent on medical companies and what they're developing and what percentage they're at. How much can we trust them? No, 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 no. I'm here to tell you, no, that is, that is not where our faith is at. That is not where our faith comes from. That is not, David didn't wake up and watch the news and wait for somebody to be elected to go kill Goliath. He went out in the name of his God and met that Goliath. We as Christians will go out to the world and we will meet our Goliaths. What is this sickness that defies my God? What is this, what is this political chaos and division that's dividing our country that defies our, that is defying the name of our Lord? What is this situation in our culture and our society where there's hate and, and there's, there's division that is defying the name of our God? And then we meet that Goliath and we slay that Goliath. We slay it with the word. We slay it with our gifting. And today's message, today's message is just about that exactly. There's a dying world that is waiting for us. There is a dying world around us that is waiting for Christians. And everybody is so cynical and everybody's so sarcastic and everybody's ready to, to debate everything. There's, there's Google PhDs all over the place on Facebook. Everybody's got a PhD because they got Google now. Every, you have an opinion on something? Well, guess what? Here's 20 facts that break that down. Here's 20 websites that I, that I researched out of confirmation bias to, to tear down your religion, to tear down your politics, to tear down your understanding and your experience. That, no. No, 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 no. That's not where we're coming from. That's not what we go to. That's not our weapon. Sometimes God's telling you to shut up. Sometimes God's telling you don't click post now. Sometimes God's telling you, why don't instead of replying to this person right now and arguing with them, why not go buy them a meal? Why not love them? Because I'm going to tell you this right now. The greatest argument that I've ever made to somebody is charity. The greatest argument I've ever made to somebody is loving them. The greatest thing I've ever done for some people is to just be silent. And this is that time in today's message. We're talking about a reset. We're talking about reset this month. We're talking about a reset right now. It starts with Christians. It starts with us because there's not a thing that happens on this earth until it goes through us. There is not a show of God until it comes through his prophets, until it comes through his people. And we need a reality check and we need to wake up today, you guys. We need to wake up, and this is myself included. This message is for me today. And if you can find something from it, then that's great. But this message is for me today to wake up, Moses, to wake up. It's time to hit the prayer closet again, you guys. It's time to get on our knees again. It's time to worship. It's time to seek God. And we don't seek God because, oh, we need an answer. Lord, we need something from you. That's not why we're doing this. We're doing it because we need to seek God. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, But without faith, 
it is impossible. But without faith, it is impossible. Impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, that he exists. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I want to get into two major, two major aspects that that affects in our life. Why it's important for us to seek him. And it's what I just talked about. Point one is that we need to be God to others. You know, there's always that saying, you might be the only Jesus that anybody ever sees. We are the only Jesus that the world will ever see. And it's going to happen with us. We are the, we are the, the faucet that releases that water. And we, we are shut dry right now. We are absolutely shut. There's gifts that are on a shelf right now. There's pastors on this call who, are, who, who don't even know their pastors who aren't speaking right now. There's prophets who have, who have been on mute. And it's good to be on mute at certain times, but it's not good to be on mute in a time like this. If you're a prophet, that is your weapon. That blood of the lamb comes out of your mouth. If you could see yourself in the spirit, everywhere you go is getting flooded, but it's shut off. There are healers right now that are so consumed with fear and, and the constantly changing medical climate and situation with the pandemic and all these things that you don't even know where to start. You don't even know what to do. But it's okay because us seeking God right now, step one, is not only going to affect us being God to others, but it's going to refill us in what we, what we need in our walk with God because this is vertical and it's horizontal. This is affecting our relationship with God in point two. And this is affecting others in point one. I'm going to elaborate on those two ideas later. But I, I want to kind of just share with this where I've been. And it has been hard. And I want to say that it started about, it started a couple of years ago for personal reasons. But over the last year, it's been very difficult to pray. It's been very difficult to go to that place of spending time with God. I've been very unmotivated. I've felt very dejected. There's a lot of things I felt disappointed in. There's promises from God that I had held on to at different stages of my life. And I felt like within the last couple of years, everything kind of culminated. And there was things I wasn't seeing God work in as I thought he should be working in it. And I just felt disappointed. I felt that there was uh, hope deferred. I felt that there was things that were just very difficult for me to get over. I also, to be completely transparent with you guys, I'm always 100. I have nothing to hide. I went through a very big fallout with a church that we served at to where we don't serve at that church anymore. And it really broke my relationship. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. And it was hard for my family. It was a very hard year or two process. And we came out on the other side of it, or at least I came out on the other side of it. I, I had abandoned hope in the church. I had lost my faith. I started to doubt whether I actually even believe in God. I started to doubt after every message I'd ever heard, after the crazy things God had showed me for other people, for myself, for the things I experienced, I actually started to doubt whether or not there was a God. I started to doubt whether I believed in God. I started to doubt man, how could, why would we go through this? There's no, there's no possible purpose in us having gone through that hurt and pain and experiencing what we experienced. And then what made it even worse is that no one in the situation grew. We never got 
apology, never got help, never got no one showing support, no one reaching. We were in a church with people who we did life with, who we, we would constantly, we would be in community with or were involved with the birth of our daughter with so many different things. And when we, we were, were hurt and left, no one reached out. No one, there was no phone calls. There was no one coming over. There was no like, Hey, what happened? It was just stop talking to us. We were so hurt. You guys. There's, and I started to doubt, man, this, these are the people who represent God in the world today. And I wanted to quit. I was like, this isn't, there's no way God could be in this. And I saw the same hurt that I had been seeing take place in church for so many decades finally happened to me. And I started to become cynical myself. And I started to become dejected. And I started to become disillusioned. And I stopped spending time with God. I stopped going on prayer walks where I was hearing from God and getting direction. I was now trying to make things happen on my own. And it's not even that I became my own God, but my hurt, my pain, and my rejection took place of any focus that I could have ever given to God. I felt stuck. And I needed a reset. I needed to, to hit the start over button. I needed to hit the restart. I was one of those little kids. I'm playing PlayStation. It didn't work out. Just kind of look around. All right, my brother's not here. I'm just going to hit restart real quick. I needed one of those restarts. I needed a PlayStation, restart the game, unplug it. You just got destroyed in Madden right now. Just quit the game, start over again. That's what I needed. But I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what was happening to me. I didn't understand why I didn't want to pray anymore. I didn't understand why I wasn't getting messages the way I was before. I didn't understand why I was feeling this way. Why do I feel, Lord, like I just don't know if I believe in you anymore? Why did I feel like, God, I just, Lord, I love you. I'll always love you, but I just don't know if I can do this anymore. Why was I having talks like that? Whereas two, three years ago, I was getting ready to move to, to Arizona to plant a church. Why I was getting ready to, you know, years before that had always been in ministry, was growing, was constantly working in different, whether it was community outreach, whether it was prophetic or prayer. I was on fire for God. What happened? How did in a few short years, I go from that place to being in a place where you wouldn't have imagined that I was a Christian? I didn't act any different way. I didn't start doing crazy stuff or wowing out or anything, but I just, I didn't talk about God with people. I was just a regular guy. I just went to work. And then once I was done with work, just spent time with my family. And that was it. I didn't pray. I didn't have communion time with God. That's why I felt so hit hard by that prayer this morning. Is because we covered that. We co- it all starts with that communion time and seeking God. And that's what I want to talk with you guys about today is that I didn't realize that. See, I didn't realize and I forgot totally that my, my peace, my purpose, that I felt so purposeless. I felt so like, ah, oh, what am I supposed to do? Was it actually music? I mean, like I'm doing good and I, I do tech and like I'm a software engineer in my day job, but like music is always my passion. I was like, was I supposed to do any of those? Maybe I'm supposed to write. Maybe I'm supposed and I'm just so lost. And then I forgot that my purpose is God. My purpose is to share God's heart with a dying world, with a hurt world, and to help people who already even know about God in times like this. 
And that's why I felt so lost because I forgot about God. I forgot that God still works. God still uses us. God still showcases his love through us. And, you know, when I was reading that verse in Hebrews 11 right now, that's the central core teaching that we're going to surround today's message with. But, um, you know, our salvation is an unmerited gift, right? We, we didn't do anything to earn that. We will never do anything to earn that. And, um, you know, that's really, really, I take that from, from Acts, especially chapter 8 um, and verse, uh, verse 14. When that guy's like, uh, I forget his name, so I'm just going to call him some guy. But when that guy's like, uh, hey, let me, uh, and I already know somebody is going to know it. We have so many Bible wizards, but <laughs> forgive me. Uh, my mind's on the me- the plot of the message today. Or he's like, hey, put your hands on me. I'll give you money. And so I can do this and I can pray for people like that. And they're like, well, hold on. Your money is going to die with you because you can't earn this. See, we know that we can't earn it. That That gift was that is just given to us you you don't that is sacred we don't we don't pay for that gift that that one is freely given right but the lord is he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and that's what we're going to uncover today we're going to dissect a verse later in ephesians in chapter one and point two but for right now what i really want to hammer home is the fact that we still have to seek god there has to be a motivation for us seeking God. There has to be something that we see and we remember, oh, that's right. This is where I need to reset to. This is where I need to go back. Because if you find your place, yourself in this place today, or if you feel like you've come out of this, I want to help. If you find yourself here today, I want to help. If this is something that you eventually go through, because I personally believe that most likely every Christian, every believer, every leader will go through this at some point then I want to help you out when that day comes. And it might not be a message for today for you, but I want you to listen to it from the place of knowing that either A, that you, you will get out of it, or B, there, you, there will be hope through it and there will be purpose in seeking God through it. So just real quick, I just want to make sure everybody does really quick check, um, make sure they're on mute. Right? We did get some back, background uh, noise there, but I want to get into point one now being that You know, when we seek God, it's because there's a sick and dying world around us that needs us to be filled with whatever God has for them. And it's very, very important for us. So when I was, I want to say when I was realizing where I was at, that I was in like a funk kind of, that I was just in this uh, kind of like this sticky step place where I was just kind of stagnant and just going through the motions and Every day was, I, I started to realize every day was very similar. I started to feel very depressed, actually, when I would go to sleep at night. I noticed the same thing would happen. I would actually stay awake really, really late to where I just fell asleep because I didn't want to lay in my bed at night, you know, with everything turned off and just be thinking about life, knowing that I did the same exact thing today that I did yesterday. And I'm going to continue doing that and continue doing that. And just wondering, what does my life really mean? What is my life? What is it really equal? What does it come out to? And just feeling so rejected. And like I said, I explained that situation that we had experienced at our at a church. And um, just thinking to myself, like, man, like, excuse me, what is the, you know, what's the purpose of all this? Like, what, what is going on? And I would feel this kind of emptiness and sadness. So I would stay up really, really, really late. So I didn't have to really ever... I didn't have to actually address those emotions. 
and, you know, also not praying. And so when I identified that I was in this place, I didn't know why I was there. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what happened. I just kind of felt like, man, I never thought this would happen to me. I thought I would always be on fire for the Lord. But then I get to this place where I'm kind of doubting. And and then it gets to the point where I'm like, man, well, I mean, I'm not a part of any church or anything. I'm like, I do I, I could just walk away from all this. Like, I don't have any responsibility. I think at the time I was maybe just giving messages on Declare Victory once a month and you know, it was really cool, but I got to tell you, Declare Victory was one of the things that was like the, the single fabric that held me connected to the Lord in this community and the messages that I would get from, from friends and family from Declare Victory. And, and it was like my only, only connection. Like if I didn't have Declare Victory, I literally wouldn't have been a Christian, like in the traditional sense of like serving a part of a ministry. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been any of that because it was my only connection. It was like my, I I lived for like those Saturday mornings where I'd give a word, I'd give a message and like, and just hearing everybody's voice and prayer and testimony was like, man, I still got to hold on. I still got to do it. And I never quit declare victory. And the hardest seasons over the last like four years, like I I never quit declare victory. So I got to give a major shout out to everyone declare victory that has poured into my life because it has, it has meant something for me. And so, you know, and, and continue with point one, though, I, I really want to say that, you know, I didn't realize that where I was in a funk, I wasn't reaching people. Because like I said, yeah, I was on Declare Victory, but the people around me, I wasn't hearing for them the way I was when I was connected to God because I wasn't connected to the source. And those people were reliant on my ability to be connected to the source. And I think the major indicator of the health of worldwide Christianity's communion time with God, you can see when you turn on the TV. You can see when you go out into the world. You can see when you have like opposing sides protesting against one another and, and fighting and, and, and killing in the streets. That's how we can see because there's always someone out there in our life who would benefit from our ability to hear from God. And here's the thing that so many Christians, we just do guesswork. So many of us, so many times, we are just, hey, you know what, man, this, God just put this overwhelming feeling on my heart to be, but I just want to like, ask you, like, are you okay? How are you doing? Like, how's, how's everything going? It's like, God had to put that overwhelming feeling on you because you're not going to him saying, Lord, who in my workplace do you want me to go to? Lord, who in my workplace do you want me to reach? Lord, who in my family is the person I'm supposed to be focusing on right now? Which one of my friendships, Lord, is the one that I need to spend a little bit more time on right now? We kind of just focus on our things and our purposes and, and what we wanted to do. And, and then God has to, like, bring us this profound, amazing feeling. It's like, no, it shouldn't be like that. We should be ahead of the curve. That's why I said we already have everything the world needs. It's us. Like, everyone on this phone call right now, we already have everything that the world I'm confident, 100%, no doubt. Everybody on this call right now could speak to world leaders, could speak to politicians, could speak to community leaders, could speak to, I'm, I'm talking medical field, anything, and you can make a difference because you can hear from God. And that's what set guys like Solomon apart, because not because they had all these crazy intense qualifications, but they discern things the way that God discerned things. So the world is dependent on us because of that. And every major leader had political influence in the Bible. Every major leader was involved in what happened in the world around them. 
so many times you see it from from uh, Jonah with with having to pass the judgment on Nineveh and and um, you know Isaiah would advise and counsel leadership and and like Solomon and David were the political leaders and so many others and and even what Jesus did to an entire generation of of believers in creating the foundation for what we believe today and, and providing that sacrifice and, and affecting the world and, and how many political leaders have, have changed the world because of their understanding of Christ. You know, it's so crucial for us to remember that it is not just a vertical relationship with God that why we need to seek God. It's because there's a world around us. There's people where God is like, Hey, look, I love you. I'm bringing healing to your life. I'm bringing prosperity and hope, you know, like I'm, and when I say those, those words, prosperity and hope, I don't necessarily mean that God's going to make everybody a millionaire. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is prosperity emotionally. What I'm saying is prosperity and peace and identity. And, and yeah, God will, is a provider. He will provide things for you. But what I'm talking about is in the heart is an identity, right? Prosperity and, and hope and peace in our identity in the cross and who we are as Christ crucified. What does that make us today? That's what I'm talking about when I say that. So it's not just us that are, that's meant to benefit from that relationship. There's people in our life that God is like, oh, my gosh, like, I've been trying to reach this person for 20 years, and I'm delighting in partnering with you. Come to me, like, so I can tell you. But we're, like, frustrated with somebody. We're, like, impatient and losing, like, oh, my God, why is it? Why is this person in my life, Lord, just please, if they're not meant to be, remove them, like take them out of my life. And it's like, no, I'm, why am I going to remove them? I brought them to you. There are billions of people on this planet, and this is the person you see Monday through Friday. This is the person that you live with. This is the person that is your son or daughter. I could have had them be anybody else's son or daughter, but they're your son. They're your daughter. You're just going to like go through the motions every day for 40 years with them. You're going to go through the motions. You're going to work in this place for four years. And all you're doing is looking for a better job opportunity because you cared about money. Like I didn't bring you there for money. I could have given you anything. I was storehouses overfilling. It's a big, big house. You guys like we're, we're not in these situations for ourselves. We have to always remember that there's somebody in our life at all times. I guarantee you. And this is how, you know, Look at the top 20 people in your text messages. Look at the top 10 people, the top five people in your text messages. Don't despise small beginnings because the places you want to be, they get there on the backs of the people around you. God has already provided you with the people that are going to take you to the identity he died for you to become. It's all the people around you. It's your wife. It's your husband. It's your son. It's your daughter. It's not some benefactor millionaire who God's waiting for the right time. Hold on. I'm going to release you on June 10th. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, because they need to just pray to me 50 times and say 10 Hail Marys. And they need to yeah, just give one more cheeseburger to a homeless guy. Come on. There, there you go. Yeah, go. No, give them a million dollars. Make all their dreams happen. No, you already have everybody with you right now that's going to make it happen. You know, I grew up watching. Please, man, I don't want to regret saying this because... I know the language is very <laughs> questionable. I told Nicole, I was like, man, pardon me, sir. I want to relate to some, some, something from my childhood. I grew up watching Deaf Comedy Jam, and my idol was Martin Lawrence. 
And maybe you might hear a little bit of that in the way I speak because I was very influenced by Martin Lawrence. I watched every Martin Lawrence movie. I used to watch Martin at night. I used to watch, but I loved when he was hosting. And, and I, and like I said, please don't judge me. I know that the language very, very, a kid should not have probably been watching that. Um, but I just love stand-up comedy. I love comedians. I, that was one of the first places I didn't, you know, I, Dave Chappelle, Eddie Griffin, everybody. Like I, I loved stand-up comedy and uh, I loved Martin Lawrence. And recently I know um, a couple of years ago, they did the 20, 25th anniversary. I think it was. And, and Nicole and I were watching uh, that recently. And, you know, the one thing I loved is that all these comedians had something so huge in them. And like, I love Dave Chappelle and I, I do think he is a genius. And I, I, I love so many stand-up comedians that came from that, from that time and, and just so many stand-up comedians in general. But back then they didn't know that Martin Lawrence was going to be Martin Lawrence that we know today. It's all the movies that he had been in and, you know, so successful, such a successful 30-year career. You know, my entire life, that guy's been doing it. And in my opinion, just totally killing it, right? And so, like, I look at these people and, like, I see, like, they didn't know what they were going to become someday. But they rocked with the people that they had. You know, they came up with the people that they had that God provided them with. And, I'm, and I was laying in bed, you know, before we are about to go to bed, talking to Nicole about it, and I'm just like, man, these dudes had so much faith in their craft that they made it and they were all nobodies. Like they just woke up and went out and they did it. They made it happen. And I know so many artists like that. I know so many artist stories where like I was watching the Voices of Fire 2 on Netflix with um, like Farrell's uncle's church. And, um, and like, I'm like, dude, they're, they're on Netflix now. Like they're, they just walked with the people that they came with, who, they, who God set them up with. And we got to hold on to that. And we, we have to remember to not despise humble beginnings because we might be looking at our spouse. We might be looking at our friends. We might be looking at our family. Like, what could you do for my dreams? And real quick, if everybody could just check and make sure that they're on mute, we're getting some background, background noise. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Um, we look at the people around us and we think, what could you possibly do for my big dreams? And I'm going to tell you everything. We are God to the people around us, but so many times we don't realize that the people around us are God to us. There's the message, but we don't think that they could have that message. We don't think that they can get us to where we need to be. You might be looking at your spouse, your husband, or your wife and being like, you don't really even understand my career. Like, I don't even tell you about the jobs I applied for because, like, I don't even see how you could help me with it. But they can because God brought them to you. And you might look at your kids and just be like, oh, man, what did they do this time? What's going on this time? Maybe that's your source of joy from the Lord. Maybe that's your person. Maybe that's the person you go on prayer walks with. You know, maybe that's a person that God's meant to refresh you with right now. You know, we have to be like the little children. We have to have faith and not see things so logistically and structured sometimes and just remember that, man, God is, God is in this relationship. God is in this partnership. Your friends might know a friend that might know somebody that ends up like, being the one that gets you greater coverage for your company. You know, you just don't know because like we can't dismiss people. We can't just dismiss who God has brought us to. So it's important that we're seeking God because we will see these things. He reveals these things. And that communion time, when you're spending time with God, when you're praying, when you're worshiping, when you're just seeking God, 
He's going to open up how the people around you are, is the tribe that you needed. This, these, this is your people. This is, man, God, this is my tribe. Lord, these are my people, Lord. And then you rock with those people, and then you make it. You don't just keep upgrading groups, upgrading friend groups every, every plateau you hit. Like, yes, there are some people that aren't going to make it to certain points in your life. But if someone has been in your life now 10, 15, 20, 30 years, that, that's the person. That's the person that's going to, they're going to rock with you there. They're going to be the one that was there 25 years ago when nobody knew who you were. And then now you're on Netflix celebrating your 25th anniversary. You know, I believe that for people. I really do believe big things when I look at people. Because I, when I look at someone, I don't see them for their failures. I don't see people for their attitude. I don't see people for what they're going through. I see them the way God designed them. And that's what it means when you have God's discernment and a God processing mind. As Christians, we have to look at the world. We have to look at situations. And when the world is freaking out, we need to be like, hold on, Lord, I'm not going to go crazy about this. What's happening? And then we sit there until God talks to us. We open the Bible until he speaks to us. We pray until we hear from him. When we look at a person in our life in a situation outwardly, whether it's work, whether it's relationship, whether it's family, friends, whatever it is, coworkers, whatever, we don't look at people and scenarios from a human mindset. Okay, we have to be influenced by what God has said about a situation first. Because I'm going to tell you, you're going to be rocked to and from. You're going to doubt every decision you ever make if all you do, all you ever do, is just look at situation with human eyes, from human logic. You will never have enough. You will never have enough miracles. You will never hear from God enough. It will never be enough. You will never have enough. You will constantly need more and more and more and more. You have to look at what God has given you. I was talking with my mom a couple of nights ago about like tithing and giving and how like I've noticed that the hardest financial times in my life were when I didn't tithe and then the times where I've been the most like prosperous and, and like financially successful have been the times where no matter what I tithe, even when it didn't make sense to tithe, even when it was like, Hey, like you, you need to like take care of these other things or else you will not survive kind of times. Right. And I told her like, it was crazy because it didn't, as long as it's our first fruits, that like I've seen God do crazy things in my life. And if, if we're all allowed to believe whatever we want to believe, but that's just what I believe. And I told her like, it's crazy. Cause like, that's what, that's what we do. We always think about things from our own human logic. And I did that in the sense that like, I would always have my own, you know, logistics in my mind. And I'm just like, uh, Lord, so this is not going to happen this month. And, and like, I was telling her how I finally really put into perspective the fish and the lobe story where like he asked them how much they have and like, Oh, we got like five loaves, seven fish, or I don't remember the exact numbers. I'm off today, I guess. But, um, <laughs> you know, he was like, they're like, it's barely enough for us. Like it's barely enough Lord for us to survive. And we got all these people around and Jesus just was not thinking like them. Jesus was like, bring me what you have and I will multiply it. And, and they didn't like, they didn't get it. They just didn't understand that you need to come to God with what you have. You need to understand what he can do with the little things that you have. Because we don't think like that. Lord, I just have two good friends that I talk to, my wife, and then like my family. <laughs> Bring to him what you have. 
bring to God what you have. It's okay that you started small. It's okay that you had five loaves. It's okay that you only had seven fish because it's not about what you can do. It's about what God can do. That's what we need to change our mindset to. So when we're looking at the world and we're saying, Lord, these are the politics we have, Lord. <laughs> Lord, these are, these are the politicians we have. Lord, this is the society we have. Lord, this is a divided country. Bring to me what you have and watch what God can do. Lord, here's my bad attitude towards church because I left offended a year ago. Bring to him what you have. See what he was doing because he's going to surprise you. He's going he's gonna to multiply things for you. He's going to expand things for you. And, and here's the thing. You don't want to rock with people who already have it figured out because that's not their journey. How better is it to say that, Lord, I saw this person when they're addicted to drugs, and I didn't really think that they were going to be somebody who you could use to better my life, but now we're here 20 years later, and they got a company and a family, and they are rolling, and I'm with them, and they're my prayer partner. And it could be your son or daughter. It could be your friend. It could be anybody, but they're there today with you because God chose you to roll with them. Rock with who God sent you in the beginning. Bring to him what you have. You know, I always joke, I play fantasy football. My team is the most random players, and I am in first place, and I'm, I'm like almost undefeated. I'm like six points away from being undefeated. And I rolled with who I had. Everybody's trying to make trades, and I need this big name, and I need to get this guy. And I'm like, no, I'm going to roll with who I have because I have faith in these dudes. And every single one of them is a million times more athletic than I am. <laughs> and I'm like, roll with what God gave you. Trust that he – don't despise humble beginnings. You know, so many of us, we, we lust after things that are better, that are different, that are, that are more here. No, roll with who God gave you. Because it goes to that. It goes to not just being God to others. You know, and I want to read this verse in Matthew 22 before I leave that point, though. Jesus, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. See, before I leave, I want to remind you that we are so picky sometimes about what our relationships represent that we fail to see that the success of some of our smallest relationships can define our connection with God. I don't want that to be lost on anybody to know. And I don't want you to feel guilty like, oh, man, I don't pay attention to so-and-so because I write them off. But you know that person that always texts you and bugs you and you're just like, oh, I don't have time right now, so-and-so, like, I'm busy and, like, you don't really respond to them or it's like a couple words. Like, God put that person in your life. Like, God is going to reach them through you. You don't know that they actually look up to you. It could be your friend and you just might think, man, why do they post that on Facebook? That is so dumb. Why would you post that? And they, but they love you. That is your person. That is one of your people. They're one of your tribe. You got to go out for them. Roll with them too. You know, don't, it's that person that calls you and they always have the same problem. It's just a different form. It's like, all right, what is it this week? Dang. Okay. Well, you didn't listen to what I told you last month. I could have, I could have helped you, but it's like, no, just, just roll with them. Just roll with them. That's who God sent. Cause you do that too. You know what I mean? We all do that. And my closing point, I want to talk about our relationship with God. And I want to break down one verse in particular, okay, as it pertains to what we're talking about today. And just hitting this reset, seeking God 
We're, we're talking about seeking God for the, because there's a world around us, hitting that reset and seeking God hard, not just because of the world around us, but because of our relationship with God. And I read that verse in Matthew because it's not just about us and God and our love to God vertically, but our love to the people around us horizontally. They're the same thing and they need to be level. They need to match up. So my closing point, I just want to dissect this one verse real quick, and then we're going to get into some ministry time and then some love, life, and victory. We're going to give some shout-outs and all that stuff. But but I want to just close out with this. If you could just hang with me for a couple more minutes, okay? I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power, and dominion. That's Ephesians 1. 17 through 21, if you're taking notes on this, okay? So check it out. Our relationship with God is so important because I talked about us hitting that reset, right? When you feel the way I was describing, when you feel dejected, when you feel lonely, when you feel purposeless, when you feel God has you in that place because he wants you to fight for it now. And I just, we're in a Monday night marriage group. That's so amazing. I love I absolutely love our family on that, and and Sarah and Dwayne are in that. I know a lot of you guys know Sarah and Dwayne, and um, Micah and Femi. Uh, I know Femi just recently started speaking on Declare Victory. Totally love them. We we meet in a Monday night marriage uh, Zoom call. We've been doing that for for a long time now, and um, just encouraging each other, praying life, you know, doing life together, right? And and Sarah and Dwayne were talking about this concept that like. You know, when we we forget that, that we, you know, they're talking about a lot of what I'm talking about today. And it hit me because I started realizing to myself, like, it is so easy for us in the beginning. God's grace is so easy for us. His favor and his grace are so easy. It's easy to pray. It's easy for us to go to that place. And it might be the beginning of a season, too like a five-year season or like a one-year season or something, it might be easy for us in the beginning. But what I think happens to us as we grow is the fact that we forget that we need to put in work for what we want to see God pour out through us. That's the biggest thing that I think I've lost sight of in my own personal walk is the fact that I thought, oh, hey, it's always going to come out of me, right? Like, I mean, this God's with me, right? He was in me greater than he was in the world, same power in me, right? No. You need to seek God. That is what he's talking about when he's a rewarder, those who diligently seek him. We need to put in the work always. Like, you know, like I just started recently, like on a health journey, right? So my A1C was, was pretty, it wasn't, it wasn't high at all, but like it was higher than it should be right now at 30, right? And so I had to like, I was like, my doctor's like, hey, I want you to lose 10 pounds. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to get serious about this. This was like, this was like maybe back in like May. And so I realized I'm like, man, I've put on like 40 pounds in the last couple of years and I didn't even realize it. And I, and I started to not feel good. It was really like affecting me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get serious about this. Right. 
And so I got serious about it and I lost 20 pounds and, and I felt great. But then I stopped, you know, tracking calories. I stopped eating healthy. I, I stopped working out. I stopped doing cardio and stairs and all these things. And I'm just like, I started seeing my weight start to go back up. I started to not feel good again. And I'm like, man, like this is like our walk. Like you need to spend time with God always. Like, and I'm not here to tell you that religiously, like you better get down on your face and pray or else you're going to lose it all. Like, no, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that like, if you want to be that faucet, you need to put in work to release it, to release that water. You need to put in work. You need to be praying. You need to be reading your Bible. You, you need to be in community in order to be doing what God has called you to do. You're not going to wing it. I'm sorry. And I see so many people in life, young guys, because God always brings me young guys to minister to, right? Like younger, like early 20s, late teens, like young men in transition into manhood. And the one thing I see with all of them is they all rely on charm. They all rely on, oh, well, I was big in church uh, in high school ministry, or I was big in this or that, or I was big at this time, so I don't need to put in work into anything. And I'm just looking at them like, young man, young man. You need to always put in work. You don't get to wing it in this walk. In this career path, you don't get to wing it. You don't get to just be like, oh, well, I did, you know, I heard from God in 85. So I'm, I haven't prayed since then, actually. I haven't spent personal one-on-one time with God since probably 85, 86. It's like, no, dude, you need to like, you need to be pursuing God every day. I needed to be working out, eating healthy every day or else it'll overcome you. Like you need to, you need to be on top of that, on top of it. And that's what I didn't realize is that I was feeling dejected because I stopped putting in work. And anybody that's married knows that if you stop putting in work, you stop going on date nights, you stop, you stop touching each other, you stop holding each other, you don't go on dates anymore, you don't, and it's going to be rough. Everybody knows that. You need to always put in work on something. You need to, all, I mean, it's a basic law. This is a basic law of life. I hate to break it to anybody, but we can't get lazy. We gotta always keep pursuing him. We gotta always keep seeking him. Knock and it will come to you. Ask and it'll come to you. Don't give up. Keep going and keep going and keep going. And when it's been ten year ten, keep going. There's things I'm still praying on twelve years now. I'm praying on for twelve years and I'll do it for another twelve. I don't care. I'm just gonna keep going. And I realized that I was in this broken down place because I just couldn't break through it. I couldn't break past it. Because I gave up, because I got tired of seeking God. Because, and I'm going to close with this thought. I want you guys to, to hear me out on this. I'm going to be transparent and real in my heart as I close today's message. Um, I wasn't a real Christian for a long time. I wasn't, I wasn't a real Christian. Because all of my religion re- revolves around my ability to get validation through my gifting. This is what I mean by that. I'm so happy that we were rejected at that church. I'm, to this day, I praise God because at the time I didn't know why it was happening. I'm so happy that I was unmotivated and felt lost and purposeless in my walk with God because it, I got exposed. Because I thought I was this hotshot Christian speaking every month on Declare Victory, planning a church. Oh, I can hear from God. Ah, oh, all these things. And guess what? None of that meant anything about my relationship with God. And I got exposed. 
and I'd give a prophetic word to somebody and it was powerful and it was accurate and it was all these things. But that didn't, that didn't tell you the health of my relationship with God. And I was there at 7.30, 7 o'clock, set up this church, praying for people. But that didn't represent my relationship with God. And we get so consumed at what we do is our peace with God. Remember I said it's an unmerited gift, salvation. You can't earn it. But how we seek him represents what happens in our heart. Because there's a lot of pastors out there. There's a lot of leaders out there slipping and falling right now. And it's happening because they built their relationship with God in their mind about what came out of them. No, 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 no. That doesn't mean anything. I don't care how many hours you've put in. I don't care how powerfully you prophesy or preach or pray or teach or whatever. That does not have anything to do at all with your relationship with God. And the reason why we must seek God is because we, we don't know the real health of our relationship with God until we get exposed. And I got exposed. Because when you took away the church, when you took away the validation of a pastor, when you took away the validation of having a ministry, when you took away that I had no identity anymore, who was I? I prayed to God anymore. When I had everything I needed, when I had everything I prayed for, who was I? You know who I was? I didn't want to pray anymore. You know who I was? I was filled with remorse. I was filled with anger and bitterness and jealousy. I was that guy in Acts chapter 8, verse 14. Consumed with bitterness, captive to sin. When you took away the when you took away everything on the outside, who was I really? And I had nothing. And that's why it was so easy for me to walk away with God, because it wasn't built on substance. There was no foundation of a real relationship with God. It was just my title. It was just my ministry. It was just my ability to prophesy over people. That's that's what my Christianity was built on. So when God took the rug out of all of them, I had nothing because I never built a real relationship with God because I loved him, because I needed to seek him and pursue him. I only spent time with God because I wanted to hear from him because I liked the way it felt when you, when you hit hard and you get tears and when you see somebody's affected and you see all that. Let's get real. Let's get real right now. That's, that's why I served God. I served God because it felt good to have a sense of identity in something that was bigger than me that I had no true understanding of. Let's be honest. And I got exposed. So when a storm came, when the first major, ch- I, I would have been like, man, I'll pray circles around the devil. I'll do this and that. And I was so ready. I was so, I would have fought anything. And it's like, I'm so lucky nothing major came my way because I would have been destroyed because I thought I was something that I wasn't. And I needed to get rejected. I needed to be abandoned. I needed to have prayers go up and then immediately like a boomerang come right back and hit me in the face. I needed to fail. I needed to be alone. I needed to be deprived of validation from people. I needed to have my gift go dry. I needed to have that season of having nothing to see that that is exactly exactly what it was, nothing. It's because God's like, all right, let's work now. Now that you've got all that foolishness out of your heart and out of the way, Let's work together now. Let me make you a man of integrity where your wife can trust you to go to the store knowing that you're not going to look at attractive women. That people can trust that you can handle money for a church. That when you are, that you are counseling somebody, people know that you practice what you preach. Let's work now. 
let's be real. Let's get honest. I didn't have anything under there. There was nothing under the hood. There was nothing good under the hood, right? So I praise God and I thank God that I went through that season because I needed a reset. So thank you guys. I want to, um, that wraps up today's message. I'm going to cover, I'm going to go over a quick recap of that real quick. We talked about, um, reset today. We talked about, um, we talked about first uh, the, the verse that everything was built around was Hebrews chapter 11, verse six. And, um, that was, but without faith, it is impossible to please him for he, uh, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's Hebrews chapter 11, verse six. Uh, the other verse that we speak that spoke out of in point one was Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 through 40. Jesus replied, love the Lord, your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your mind. It's the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself, all the law and profiting on these two commandments. Um, and the last verse that we closed out with was in point two was Ephesians chapter one, verse 17 through 21. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe the power that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly realms, far above all rule, authority, power, and dominion. So those were the verses for today. Just in case you're writing it down, uh, taking notes, I wanted to get those to you. Um, and just a quick recap, we talked about reset. What do you do when you find yourself in that place where you just don't know anymore? You're not feeling it. You feel rejected. You feel incomplete. You feel purposeless. You need to seek God seek God. You've got to put in the work for it now. You've got to pursue God. And point one, we talked about why that's important for other people, because we are God to everybody else and everything that affects the world around us. And then our revelation, relationship and understanding, we use that verse in Ephesians to uh, stand on top of what that second point. So I want to thank everybody for, for calling in. We're going to transition. Like I said earlier in the prayer time, I was I was spending time, I've done this a couple times before, and I want to put a little preface on this before I, I move out into this. I hope you guys are still with me here. And um, I, I have some notes, okay? So I want to just lay a foundation for this real quick for those of you who might be new to um, the walk or, or new to declare victory. I don't want you to just be like, what's going on right now? I was like, what's... <laughs> but um I want to do some ministry time real quick before we get into love, life, and victory. We're, we might go on late today. I hope that's okay with everybody. But I want to definitely take a couple minutes to do this. Um, I want to step out and um, release some words over uh, to folks in particular. And um, I was praying, and I felt the Lord just putting these two folks on my heart. And um, I wanted to just let you know, you know, throughout the Bible, you see – times where Jesus reached out to somebody and shared information that would that would just that would give them hope in, a, in an uncertain time that would that would give them courage through a scenario and um, 
you know, I, I think that's a, that's a very, that's very important for us to continue doing that today, to continue to reach out and trust that God is putting something on your heart. And, you know, I want to tell you, you might not get it right. It might be wrong. There's been times where God tells me somebody, someone's name, something like that. And it was 100% accurately what they're going through, you know, and, and that's powerful. And there's been times where I'm on the phone and I'm talking to uh, paying a bill or, you know, paying the electric bill or something. And I feel, I'm like, man, I really feel God putting something on my heart for this person. And I'll ask them a question. They're like, uh, no, no, not at all. But, but it gets them excited and it gets them, it gets them focused on, but, but why do you say that though? Like here, and then you get to open up about Christ to them. So I always try to step out in these and I always try to step out of faith and, and, and to just know that God speaks today. God speaks and God cares about situations and stories we're going through. So I was praying um, in preparation for today's message and I felt God telling me to write some, some things down and to, so I wanted to step out in faith of that before. So I wanted to do a little bit of time of ministry real quick. I know I haven't been able to do this in a long time, but I wanted to step out and do this. So I wanted to first, and if I mention you and this is you, um, you can just come off mute real quick and say, yes, that's me or, or, or anything like that, you know, just real quick, just, you know, come off mute. Uh, yes, that's me. But is, um, is Patty on P A T T Y Patty might be, um, I, I just had this written down for Patty and this could be from, uh, maybe Patricia. Okay, so if we don't, I just want to. Hi, that's my sister. Her name is Pat. Well, not we do. I call her Patty. Family calls her Patty, but for the most part, it's Patricia, or Pat. Okay, okay. And so, um, you know what? Then I'm gonna just I'm gonna pray this out, and then maybe we can get her to play back. Um, So what I wanted what I wanted to do was I had felt led to pray for for Patricia for. um, I, I wanted to, I'm just going to pray as I was led and, and, you know, we can just kind of maybe get that recording out there. I, I figured sometimes, you know, folks aren't on the call and it, it's just best to pray because we record everything. So I'm going to still pray either way. But what I wanted to pray through was for a financial breakthrough right now. And, and I don't mean that in the sense of finances in the traditional sense of where we want to problem solve, but I mean this in the sense of something that's holding back. And this could be generational. This could be something that happened at a younger age, but, but does, I want to pray through a breakthrough of an inability to break forward in finances. Is, is, is something like that a little bit online with, with something that's happening with Patricia right now? I would say yes. Okay, so let's, yeah. let's go ahead and move forward. Um, let's go ahead and move and pray forward with that. So, Lord, I just want to, I want to break down anything generationally that could have happened that would prevent financial breakthrough, Lord. I'm talking where you just can't get ahead. Something is happening to where you don't, there, there is, the finances have come under an attack. And I want to break through that, Lord, because you were, you hung on a cross for us, Lord. By your stripes were healed and we were um, healed of our iniquity as you were whipped and bruised, Lord. You took all that on for us so that we don't have to walk in, in a mindset of poverty, Lord. And we don't have to walk in, in a mindset of, man, will I ever get ahead? 
We don't have to walk in a mindset of constantly wondering how, how are things going to happen? How are we going to get breakthrough and finances? Lord, I pray that for all of us, Lord, that we would break through that for those of us who also right now are listening to this. And we are in a situation where we're having a financial struggle, where there's something different. This is not just a, uh, I'm having a normal, you know, this might happen every couple of years. I'm talking about a consistent generational blockage that is preventing growth, that is preventing progress. I just want to thank you, Lord, that you have greater for us, that you have freedom because you use finances as a kingdom expanding tool, Lord. And I pray this over her family right now, Lord. I pray this over her and her mindset. I pray this over her spirit right now, Lord. I pray this over her, Lord, that she would be, that this would no longer be a situation where there, where there was, uh, in Joel 2.25, I want to pray the former and latter rain, Lord, that, that it was you who allowed this to happen so that you could showcase that you care about every situation, whether it's a financial situation, whether it's a situation where we're having uh, struggle with having faith through financial situations. It might not even be a financial status, but it might be a financial endeavor where she needs to have faith right now, Lord. But we want to lift her up to you right now, Lord, and praying and hoping and believing and knowing that you are involved in that situation, that you will give wisdom, that you will give guidance, you will give direction, Lord, and you will give breakthrough. We stand on top of that and we believe together, Lord, knowing that where there might have been suffering, there might have been a lack of faith, there might have been hurt, there might have been, you know what, well, I just don't believe like that for those things. Lord, that, that will, we repent for that. In Jesus' name, Lord, I repent for anything that could have happened in a grandparent's generation or a parent's generation or a great-grandparent's all the way back to Adam, Lord, I cover it with the blood of the lamb so that that breakthrough, that that latter and former rain can come through to them, Lord, that that breakthrough can come through to that family, Lord. And I just pray in Jesus' name, I pray for such an outpouring and growth, Lord, that it would be just like what happened with the fish and the loaves that day, where they came with a little bit, you multiplied, and they had leftovers. I want to pray leftovers in Jesus' name for the family, Lord. I want to pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that there's so much that they just start giving and giving and giving, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, for her. And I just lift her up to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Amen. And there was one more person I had. I don't know if they're on. Maybe if this is someone, um, maybe a family member that, that you got, we'll uh, maybe get them the recording too. But as I was taking notes, you, you're going to have to help me on this one. I, <laughs> there's a lot here. I just first saw Dawn. This is Dawn, and I'm seeing a restaurant. And, and I, I wrote it down, and I don't know if this, this is super random, so I had to step out in faith here and, um, and just write this. And, you know, like I said, if this person's not on, or maybe we get them the recording later, or maybe this is just maybe the wrong – I got the right word, wrong day, wrong word, right day, whatever. Um, I just saw Dawn and, and a restaurant. And I don't know if this is an Italian restaurant. I don't know <laughs> if this is, um, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the, the genre of food is of this restaurant, but is there a, a Paul and Steve that are, are involved with this? And is that, does that sound familiar to anybody? Okay, so if they are not on, I'm going to pray this through, and we're going to step out in faith for them. But, Lord, I want to pray for anybody that this would affect right now. Lord, anybody that owns a business right now, 
Lord, anybody that owns a small business, um, I know that this is a tough time right now. And Lord, I want to pray for every restaurant right now that had to close their doors. Lord, I want to pray for every small company that saw a deduction in numbers and had to let people go. I want to pray for everybody affected financially because of this pandemic. Lord, I want to pray for everybody out there right now that has, that has been affected financially because of the pandemic. Lord, I want to pray for every restaurant that we've started where we've had to cut back hours or cut back people, Lord, and we've seen financial um, regression because of what has happened in this world right now. Lord, I want to declare a recoup a recouping, Lord, of of finances lost. I want to pray that for this upcoming year, everybody that's listening right now that owns a company or that works somewhere that has been affected by the pandemic, I want to pray in Jesus' name that you will have a a breakthrough year for 2021. I want to pray that you will be, 2021 will be a year where you get that former and latter rain. I want to pray that you will do so much in your workplace, so much in your small business, in your company, in your restaurant, if you, if you sell food, if you're a, if we work in catering, whatever it is that has been affected in this season, in this time right now, I want to pray in Jesus' name that you get double everything that you lost in 2021 that you would have lost or that you did lost, that there was a loss in 2020. I want to pray that you get that back double in 2021. Lord, we want to pray a prosperity, Lord. I want to pray a repentance, Lord, over any doubt that could have happened over any words we could have spoken over our companies and over our business. And, and, and specifically, if it is a restaurant that you have that suffered, if it is a, if it, it's a consulting company that you had, if it's a construction company, if it's, if anything that you do where you are your, you are your boss, if, if you work for a company like that, I want to pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would guide logistics in 2021. Lord, I want to pray and declare for every company, every person that was affected, that they would, that they would see that they would see a heavenly direction unfold in their workplace, Lord, and over their company in 2021. And I just thank you, Father, that through these times that we made it, even if it was tough, even if it was hard, that we made it, Lord. You even saw at my company, Lord, that in 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 March and in you know the March, April, May timeframe that we got hit hard too, Lord. I want to pray for a recovery for companies, Lord. I want to pray for those of us who, who are waiting for employment. Lord, I want to pray that, that that job, that that opportunity, Lord, that you place it on our heart, when to call, where to send that to me too. Lord, I want to pray those are very real worries and concerns that we're feeling, Lord, that we might be going through, Lord. So I want to take this time and this opportunity to lift up to you. And I just thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that you are with us, that you care about those things, and that you're reaching out for those things, Lord. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father. Amen. So um, thank you guys. Like I said, I wanted to just um, kind of reach out and see if, uh, if those folks either had a friend or family on or if they, were, if they were. And if you know that maybe that somebody down the road, it comes to you tomorrow or later, just send them this recording. You can get it through, um, through the Victory Room. And I encourage you to check that out on Facebook, the Victory Room. There's such a great community and forum. Uh, just for prayer, support, uh, friendship, whatever you need, just post it in there. You know, we're always updating information in there. It's such great stuff. Our team's really good about that. So um, before we get into Love Life Victory, though, I just wanted to um, say, do we have any anniversaries, any birthdays, any? I know I have one. I have, I have, I know somebody who has a birthday yesterday. So does anybody have any birthdays though? Any anniversaries? Or you just want to say good morning? You didn't get to say good morning earlier. 
feel free to take that time now, say good morning or give a shout out or something. <laughs> so go ahead and feel free to do that now. Good morning, Declare Victory family. This is Priscilla, Sister Priscilla. Good morning, everybody. Thanks good for the morning. declaration. <laughs> good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Happy birthday, Moni in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got to be honest with you guys. I was super busy yesterday, and I did not text Moni until 7 or 8 o'clock at night. I got I to gotta fess up to that, but... It was a hectic day. It slipped my mind. So I want to take right now to say happy birthday, Moni. You are such a blessing to all of us. Just making sure we're all scheduled and ready to go every every day, every day. And the team, you and your team, we appreciate you. We appreciate you guys so much. And thank you. So happy birthday, November 20th, 1970. Moni in the middle. My hey. girl. And let me tell you, I'm, this is Dee because she's three years younger than me in 10 days to the date. But she she was sneaky because on my memory thing on Facebook, I didn't see it until after the call because I'm usually good at that because, you know, I have we have our Niner, our Niner game and all of our Niner memories. And so I thought about it like you said. I said, Moni didn't even mention it. So, Moni, I, I, I'm getting you. Beautiful, Moni. So, Moses, thank you for sharing your mom with us. It's a big deal because she does do so much for Declare Victory. So, Moni, we love you to life, sis. Amen. Amen. Happy birthday, Moni. Happy birthday, Mom. I love you. And I know she's at work, I think, so I know she's listening in on mute, probably laughing right now. Coworkers are probably asking her why she's laughing, but so I know she'll jump on later when she's off, but um, anybody else, if you didn't get a chance to say good morning earlier, you called in a little bit later, you want to say good morning, go ahead, feel free. Good morning, morning. Nurshing Nikisha. Happy birthday to all the November babies. All the November babies, including myself. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Happy birthday, November babies. Good morning. Um, this is Carolyn. Happy birthday to your mama. <laughs> Good to hear you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank morning. you. Yes. God bless you. Morning, Moses. This is Rochelle. Strength and endurance on today. Good job. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Moses. This is Gloria. God bless you. Happy birthday, Moni. And I thank you for persevering. Thank you for pressing in. Thank you for delivering what God gave you for us. I appreciate you. And as as you were ministering, I, I, I was like, I remember being there. I remember that, but thank God yeah. he brought us. He brought us out. I love you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yes, I love that so much. Thank you. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, then if that's all of our good mornings, I want to open up. It wasn't too. I mean, yeah, pretty well because I'm I'm an hour ahead of um, West Coast time. I know the. Um, you know, so I'm trying to do the math real quick. So, okay. Yeah. So, you know what, we're going to go on a little bit later today. That's totally fine. I know that there's so much wisdom and testimony packed into, um, packed into this portion. I'm so blessed. I'm so honored to hear, uh, feedback 
and just uh, just us sharing what 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 God's doing in our life and and what you know today's message might have made you think about. So if you have any of that on your heart, I definitely want to open love, life, and victory portion of a call, and I encourage you to share something if God is putting on your heart. All I would ask is that everybody we do record this uh, like I was saying earlier during the ministry time. We do record this and send this out. So if you could just make sure that your phone's on mute if you're not actively sharing, just so we can hear and understand everybody that is sharing and we just minimize the background noise. So um, if you have something on your heart, I know that we would love to hear it. So please feel free to share if you have anything. Hey, nephew. Hello, good morning. It's Dee Dee. I was sitting here, I texted your mom. I was like, Moses kind of, we had uh, talked about distraction prayer last night. So it kind of touched on some of the things you said, but grateful for you and how you pressed and how open and transparent you were with your testimony, what you were going through, and that um, you didn't give up. You know what I mean? You didn't give up. Mm -hmm. You just kept pressing through all of that because it's so um, hard, right, to go through all of that. And like you said, I don't, I don't think you were drinking your own Kool-Aid, but we do forget to tap in to really, um, to to really be who God called us to be, I guess. And like you said, you're mm -hmm. you're um, ministering from a broken place or not a healed place, and so that reminded me of how sometimes we're just going on empty, like on automatic. So we're showing up, we're praying, and just the whole the whole message this morning. And then when you talked about, my husband even had to laugh when you talked about the Google um, degree because that's so <laughs> true. That's so true. It's like all the opinions, all the debating, all the just sit down, get you together, reset, 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 because we all need a reset for whatever it is. If we're and and I, I'm kind of grateful for this time because like today I decided I had so many things that I wanted to do, but I'm gonna reset. There's some things I need to get done from the inside out if wow. that makes any sense. So I just I'm just grateful, nephew, for who you are. You know, because God is doing, and you're you're such you're such my baby. I have to call you my baby. But proud <laughs> of you because you didn't let go and you didn't give up, and you could have went a whole different route, but because you just kept pushing. God is so yeah. just pleased when we keep pushing and not and not give up. So thank you, nephew. Yeah, seriously, that I mean that honestly, that hits me so hard. Thank you so much because that's what I wanted from this for just anyone. Just like go reset, you know, like just go. Go seek God. Don't do it for for what the motive. Just and, and you know I had to do that big time last night. So yeah, from this is that's why I said at the beginning of the message, this is for me. I, I'm I'm just saying this for me. And if if someone could take something from this, that's fantastic. But I, I really needed to hear this today. And um, every now and then I'll go back and listen to a playback and um, kind of cringe. I'm like, oh, why did I say that? But you know, but I'm like, I definitely need to hear this one for sure. So and thank you and for can I tell that. you, and I'm going to tell you this one last thing. I'm not trying to just be chatty, Kathy, but that's what happened to me last Friday night on the Friday Night Live call. Because, you know, anybody that oh, yeah. shares or declare whatever, you prepare. You, so I prepared. Yeah. And the whole, man, I tell you, that call went to the left, but I needed that, right? So I needed to yeah. pour out. And I needed to, it was like a therapy session. And we just, that not last night. Last night was good, too, but the Friday before. Sometimes it'll just get redirected, and that was a reset. So some things that we need to do because when you're totally like studying and doing a lot of stuff, sometimes God will tell you to sit down, reset, get you together, so that you can come back and be a little bit more healthier. So I love you so much. Kiss that baby for me. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely, man. That is just so like that is so spot on, and and it's God's timing. 
You know, it, it, it's all directly God's timing, and he he will sit us down too, or he'll redirect it. You know, so yes, one hundred percent. Thank you as always for sharing your wisdom with us. Um, anybody else? Anything else? I know you got something. Hey, it's Nikisha again. Um, it was so encouraging because for us that listen, we just think, oh well, you know, God just rains on those that declare. So for you to um, say it's like, you know, I didn't have anything, and this is just me just letting God have his way. So it encourages the rest of us. It's like, hey, you know, we're pretty normal too, you know. And if, <laughs> if they don't have it together, then, then okay, well, you know, God can use us too. So it was just really encouraging to just let us know that um, God can use us and if we are just be a willing vessel, and sometimes we think we just have to be so perfect and just have everything, like the, the Google uh, scholars, because there's a lot of them. <laughs> there is a lot of them. But that was just so just needed and just encouraging to just let us know that we could just keep going and that God has us, and no matter what the situation is, especially during this this. Uh, this hard reset that we're all going through. Yeah. Some days it's like, okay, well, you know, okay, I could get through this. I'm like, oh, okay, wait a minute. Unemployment didn't come through for uh, two weeks now. What's going on? Um, okay, okay. But God is still in control even in that. Yeah. Even in that. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes we think that we need all of these things and these material things and stuff, but as long as we have Jesus, we're going to be fine. And we're going to, you know, some some people, they just think, oh, my God, I'm going to lose this. I'm going to lose that. But as long as we don't lose him, we're fine. Oof. Yes. Wow. No, 100%. And, and um, man, I agree. And, and I know that Dee Dee was saying it too, but, like, with the whole, like, Google PhD thing, I, I don't – I'm so happy I don't have social media. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Instagram. I don't have Twitter. I don't – probably going to sound bad. I don't even read the news. To be honest with you guys, I know it probably all sounds weird, but like I just don't like I don't do any of that. I have zero interaction with. I don't know anything happening in pop culture. Like I, I just you know like I just don't know anything. I don't I don't know a lot of stuff. But when I do find out or hear about it, I'm just like, do people even believe in what they argue, or are they just arguing an ideology on behalf of their ego? Because I'm just like, there's no way. I mean, and and the thing is, is like if you look at it and 98% of what you know is because you just Googled it, then you probably actually shouldn't be, like, arguing and making people feel like crap about it. Like, because it's like, do you really even know it yourself, or do you just research a bunch of stuff that is confirmation bias to what you already believe? So it's like, it's definitely interesting, you know? Like, I, I definitely, oh, man, I know that world is, is definitely <laughs> is interesting, but I know, especially for, you know, believers right now, that's a hard time because, you know, like, there's so much there's so much chaos and crazy stuff. So yeah, definitely everybody hold strong and maybe log out every now and then give yourself a break, give yourself a little mental break from, from some of that stuff. And, uh, you know, just uh, maybe, uh, go, uh, go back to, uh, nature's uh, Facebook and go on a walk or something. I don't know. <laughs> just put some Martin on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I, and, like, when I told Nicole, I'm like, yeah, man, I, I kind of want to talk about that. She's like, there's no other way you can talk about, like, somebody rolling with who they were with in the beginning. I'm like, yeah, but it was such a good example of 
Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I just got uh, my call just totally uh, dropped right there. But um, yeah, you know, I just not not digressing too much. But yeah, thank you seriously, and I really I really appreciate that uh, having that clarity of mind sometimes with not not being in uh, involved in all that stuff. I do miss out on some current events, but it does feel good to have that peace of mind too. So it's patience with one another, you know. So thank you for sharing that. Anybody else? Does anybody else have anything? Anything at all? Am I still here? I don't. I could even be talking. At, I, don't, I don't even know if I'm still connected. I know my calls drop like twice. Yeah. Okay. Here. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank I, you. I think people are just having a sailor moment. You know. This is. Oh yeah. Moment. I yeah. No, I totally understand. Absolutely. <laughs> And you know, during that, I, I'll just share this. And if if you if you get something, just feel free to cut me off because I'm just I'm just having fun right now. I love this. I love hearing from everybody. I love sharing. And um, you know, this was a big thing for me. Like I, you know, I know that it's just one message, and I'm just barely talking about it today. But man, I like I really had a wake up call. You know, where I just was in this place where I was just so like oh, I don't want to pray. You know, and Nicole, my wife, she pushed me and she just be like, hey, there, you going to spend time with God? Are you going to like, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, no, I think I'm just going to sit here and play. Because my thing is like playing games on my phone. I play a lot of games on my phone and like, like golf and like Pokemon and like, you know, I play Mario Kart and all that stuff. But I just do it to tune out, you know, because my job is so mentally demanding that I like to just unwind sometimes and just not think about anything. And like I do software engineering, so like I'm staring at a computer all day and solving problems and like really complex problems. And um, we work for a lot of big companies, you know, like Pepsi and Coca-Cola and like all these different really big companies. And like I like to just not do anything. So it's hard for me to go to that place of spending time with God, because when I do finally have free time, I don't want to go do more mentally tough stuff like you know praying and interceding and hearing from god and focusing and all this stuff and like it's it's really like meditating you know and I, and for me sometimes it can be it can feel tedious you know like oh i gotta put on a song i gotta do all these things but it's like i needed to break out of that and like i said if you have anything just feel free to interrupt me just be like hey you know or something because just while everyone's kind of receiving right now i just wanted to share that but um yeah you know you we got to break through that you know, we got to break through that toughness like that. It's, it's, it's just like getting back into the gym. It's just like eating right. It's just like any other healthy decision. It's, it's, it takes some discipline there, you know, and I needed to do that because I needed to be seeking God. I needed to be in that, that secret place right at God's feet, just receiving, not in the kitchen cooking, you know, so definitely, definitely big um, for me personally. That's why I needed to do this today. So anything at all anything on your heart something you've been going through if you know don <laughs> hey. anything at all uh, can you hear me yes yes hey um this is lisa great share um just like you were saying um and you do have a few other people on the call that like martin um because <laughs> just because um it's amazing how um, so many times I think we make it so much more difficult than it has to be, right? 
And, and don't get me wrong, sometimes there is a press, there is a consecration, there is a setting aside. We do need to fast. Mm. We do need to go in. We do need to separate, right? Um, we do need to be intentional and be disciplined. Um, but oftentimes, and you just said it to confirm what I wanted to say, sometimes we just need to sit at its feet instead of being so busy in the busy work of serving, yep. like Martha, mm-hmm. right? We need to just mm-hmm. sit at its feet and be like Mary and don't make it so complicated, right? Just, just be in its presence. I mean, even with, like you said, I, I like to play Candy Crush. I think it's addictive, like crack. I'm yeah. really something <laughs> about it, right? But I yes. can take time sometimes and just sit there and just think about the goodness of God and practice Philippians 4 or Colossians, I yes. think it's 3, whatever it is, and just be in his presence. And sometimes I don't even have to work hard to get in his presence, right? Because sometimes it seems like now it's busy work to get in God's presence, and it shouldn't be like that. He's always with us. So I think it's that mindset, too, of like, man, God, thank you for being so present with me. You said so much today that was on last night's call. It's really amazing. So I know God is speaking to us about relationship with him. And instead of the busy work of doing to get into, why don't we just be? We're already his children. We're already in relationship. Now, how strong do you want that relationship to be? And that's exactly time and communicating and availing ourselves and sometimes just sitting and being quiet and listening. Think about what we're thinking about. That's what I shared last Saturday. What are we thinking about? What's going through our mind? Are we just letting our minds just run crazy with all kinds of thoughts, which end up affecting how we feel and believe? So, yeah, thank you so much. That was a good word today. Man, I'm like, I feel like you perfectly summed up everything and just like the most like, like eloquent like just so well said like that is just so yes i that i wish i could have like worded it that way but you're like so spot on to exactly like the heart behind it because i will sometimes just tell my wife i'll just be like hey i'm i'm gonna go on a drive and she knows that i'm just gonna go talk to god i'm literally just gonna go waste gas and like just talk to god i probably shouldn't be doing that but like i i will will just go drive and talk to god or i'll go on a walk or I'll go get groceries, and the whole time is just for me to go walk and talk to God. There's times where I will just sit on my phone and just play a game and just, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a Sabbath almost where I'm just like, I'm just enjoying God in the most life-sized way, you know? Like, so I totally, yeah, I totally agree with you. Thank you for for saying that so beautifully. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anybody else? Do you have something else with this? Maybe God speaking to you and putting on your heart to share with everyone. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. This is Danielle. Hi. How are you guys? Hello, everyone. Good morning. I just thought about something. I said I wasn't going to say anything, and then I was like, you know what? I've been falling out with people, but really I've been falling in with God. Oof. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. falling out with people. I'm falling in with God Come more on. and more. So my reset been going on for quite some time, but awesome, awesome word. Thank you for everything. Have a good one. Yeah. Oh, amen. And, you know, like, I, yeah, seriously, just want to encourage you with that because, like, you you already won. You know what I'm saying? Like, you already, your mindset going into it is not, you know, because it's such an earthly mindset to have issues with people and then just be like, oh, man, you know what? Like, I'm going to cut them off. They're done. Like, 
I think we all know someone like that, that everybody in our life, we have at least one person, or maybe we are that person, maybe I was that person, where it's like, that you're just waiting for people to do something bad so you could just cut them off and delete their number and, and unfriend them. And just, you're just so quick. No, no. Cause it's like, there's deeper, there's deeper issues there. Right. So like, you know, what happens is like to look at a situation and not be, how can I cut you off? But how do I get into God? Because I'm going to tell you this, the only cutting that should happen in a bad relationship is the surgery that's happening to us under the microscope with God. That is all that it is because if we cut off everybody that God's sending in to teach us how to be more like him, we will never, ever grow. So the fact that right. you even just, you know what I'm saying? Like already you just went into that scenario with like, man, like these people are really like, like, cause you could do a poor old me. You could be like, Oh, why does this always happen to me? Why do people always do it? It's like, no, you're the common denominator. You're, you're growing, you're going to God, you're pulling into God, you're falling into him, into his identity for you, his growth. Like that is, that is what it is to be a believer. That is what it is to be a Christian. You know what I'm saying? So it's, wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Does anybody else have anything, anything at all? Hey Moses, I like what she said, not uh, cutting people off, but cutting, how did she, how did she work? That was perfect because I, um, I know oh, that I'm not falling. Oh, I'm sorry. I said I'm not oh, falling out of people. I'm falling in with God. Well, oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's I love how you worded that because I know this season it just seems like a lot of people are falling off, and and you just gave yep. me clarity on what that is. That's a pruning, and like you said, the surgery has to be our souls because all the souls, like like a lot of us, I don't know, um, Moses, you're not on social media, but there's a lot of insomnia because <laughs> people are on all, I know because I'm up, but that's because <laughs> it's the soul that's tired, right? We just really, wow. really, really need a total reset. It's not just because, you know, the alarm clock, our mind's working over it, because we need to really do some, let, let the Lord, like the sister just said, let him do what, what we can't do. Because there are some people that we still have to forgive, but we're holding on to it because we think we have a right to. And that's why we're not sleeping. And that's why we're not growing because we don't have a right. It might sound crazy, but none of us really have a right to to hold on to unforgiveness when Jesus bore it all on the cross. That's how real it is. Wow. When you consider the cross, that little stuff that happened, and some people are mad at people that are dead and gone. But you mad. Yes. What you mad at? You mad and all. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, what are you going to be mad for? That's giving power to the enemy when you really think about it. Let that stuff go. If it's money, if it's broken, whatever it is. Sometimes it's just that somebody changed their mind and no longer want to be in a relationship. But that's something that you have to process because you can't really grow spiritually if you want to be stuck in that, that yuck and that those trauma triggers. So I'm glad she just, she just gave me a whole new, let me write that down so I can do a word search. So I can go to Google, right Google hi this morning. <laughs> Oh man, I'm not going to be able to escape that one. Huh? No, you know, honestly, it's, that is true. And like, I, I know that, you know, at least for the last couple of months, that's been such a like major topic, you know, for me at least. And at least with like what I've shared personally, because, you know, in the sense of what I've gone through from my perspective, the way that I kind of see things is just that when, when we have the opportunity to react from this like visceral place, like this human flesh, just like, oh, I just want to lash out or and whatever it is, 
we have to remember to turn from that because one of the verses I left out today because, man, I really had to compact the message like really, really, um, really small. But um, I left out a verse really essentially. And also real quick, just so we can just make sure everybody's back on mute. We're just getting some background noise. Just just if you just check down real quick. Thank you. Um, I I saw that when we react out of the flesh, that means that that's what, that's what we're aligning with. And I, and I missed the verse. I know I have it in my notes, but I, I already shut off my computer. But, um, you know, when we react in the spirit, that's why we have eternal life is because we respond in the spirit. And I'm losing the verse. And maybe somebody can think of it and help me out there. But um, when we're reacting in the flesh, the flesh is death. You know, and that's why we have death when we react and respond in the flesh to things. So this has very big, the, the implications are a lot bigger than just the reaction. You know, I'm so happy you guys are talking about that because so many times we we see it as like, oh, these are just little one-off situations. But it's like, what happens when you have a lifestyle of those one-off situations? You know, what happens when you have a lifestyle of of cutting people off and not allowing God to show you what he's doing. Like what happens when you have a lifestyle of just arguing with people because you just like arguing, you know, and you never ever built any connections or intimacy or you were never vulnerable with anybody, you know, that's all real stuff. You know, it's like real, real stuff that God's doing in our life and that. So thank you guys so much for touching on that. So, so well said. I mean, truly. Thank you. Thank you. Does anybody else have anything? Anything at all? Is it okay to talk? <laughs> yeah, whoever wants to go first. Uh, this is Barb out of Lodi. And good morning, everybody. Great declaration. I always love listening to you, Moses. God is working with me on cutting folks off. So this is mm. this is really interesting to me because before in 2019 and before, if you got on my nerves, I would just, you know, cut you off, block you. I'm talking particularly about Facebook. Yeah. Um, but I, I, my problem too is putting people on pedestals. And when you do that, it's not good because when that person, uh, stumbles or falls, then you're looking at them sideways, and I shouldn't. So this situation Mm -hmm. that I have right now is with a minister who I put on a pedestal, and Mm -hmm. his wife died about a year ago, and he is struggling uh, with loneliness. I know exactly what it is. But he got back in a relationship with this woman for a short period of time, and he just got on Facebook and just it was really embarrassing because I'm thinking, wow, this is not the way to represent. Your your, your profile is uh, the Jesus hand extension. You're wearing your robe. I mean, you can't cuss people out. You cannot, uh, you know, try to destroy people, get caught up in your emotions. So I had to pull him by his coattail. I couldn't even call him and talk to him because I said, I can't talk to you right now because I'm so disappointed. I need to go talk to God and then come back and talk to you. Yes. But he uh-huh. went, he did pull down the post, but it was horrible. I was just mortified <laughs> for him and for Christians everywhere because of what he done. And God oh, yeah. taught me to hang in here with this man and, 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 and be the light for him. And he's been really appreciative. And I was like, wow, what if I had just walked away? So I did make a difference. 
and brought some positivity into him and sent him to his prayer closet and let him reevaluate himself and how he's living his life. But people are losing it in 2020. I've just watched so many <laughs> meltdowns. It's horrible. Yeah. But yeah, God is no, telling it, me to, to hang in there with some of these folks. No, I totally, man, I mean, I want to just say this too. You know what? I'm so happy you actually brought that up because we have to remember clergy, uh, leadership, ministry, pastors. I mean, no one is exempt from hurting. No, no one is exempt. No one is above it. We are all on this side of heaven. So we can, everybody can hurt you. And I cannot tell you guys, every atheist person I know, every person I know that is very against the church, that is very, they use, they all use the same thing to, to validate their unbelief. The corruption of church people and church leadership and, and priests and pastors and all this. But I'm like, but you're, you're denouncing it. You're not believing because of, a person, not because you had a relationship with God or you pursued God, you're not believing because you were hurt by people. And we have to always remember that even as Christians, I believe, because I mean, the reason why that resonates with me is the entire reason my wife and I were not in a church for a year is because we were offended by pastoral leadership and, and just seeing things that we were just shocked and stunned and like, this is crazy. Like we're like shocked. Not that we were perfect, obviously, you know, there's, you know, it takes two to tango, but, you know, for us, like, I, I, I lost, I can truly sit here and say to you guys, I genuinely lost my relationship with God because of offense towards pastoral leadership. And, and I don't, I'm not saying it's an intelligence thing. I'm not just saying it's anything else. It can happen to anybody. I don't care how much you've seen God move. I don't see if you put your faith in, in validation in a, a leader, you can very easily walk away from God because it's no longer in God. It's in a person who will let you down, a person who will teach bad theology, a person who will say something or post something bad on Facebook or social media and expose themselves and somebody who will offend people and hurt people. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, and I'm not here to talk down an office or anything like that because there's mighty men and women of God out there that are doing their thing and putting it down right now for God everywhere. But the most um, hurtful pain I've ever seen in churches in my entire life has always been from the leadership, has always been from the founders, has always been from the people who started it. I've never seen, I've seen some crazy stuff happen from, from members, but a lot of the, the worst hurt and pain where people don't come back from has been from the leadership. So we got to remember and hold on that, you know, we're men and women too. Everybody who leads, everybody who, who does that, this person is not God. The Pope is not God. A pastor is not God. You know, all these things they got, like your favorite speaker that you watch on YouTube, like they're not God. But we can be mouthpieces for God. He delights in using us. But I'm so happy that you touched on that because there's a lot of folks listening right now that might not come off mute today, but they're offended at a pastor. They're, offend, they're offended at somebody who who gave them a bad prophetic word or didn't give it the right way that God had intended, or there's somebody who, who wasn't utilized at church and they felt hurt and rejected. You know, there, that's all, I was all of those things. <laughs> so thank you and for sharing that. 
I feel like yeah. it's important to hold people accountable too, and for us not mm, to yeah. walk in fear. And I, um, I am thankful for my growth in that area because I'm not scared. I know the yeah. word. I've been in, in church since I was five. I know a little bit. And you should not be afraid to talk to people who are in these leadership positions. And he needed me. I didn't think a, a pastor would need me, but this pastor needed me to kind of pull his coattail. Yeah, and, and I was in the same. Grateful. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry for cutting you off. I, yeah, I, I was in the same boat, you know, and, and I want to encourage everybody listening with this that don't be afraid to confront people. But when we confront people, we confront in love. And that doesn't mean that that's an excuse for us to call somebody out and go crazy and all these other things. But it, it is good because for us, it's breaking that fear of man. Because I was one of those people who, if there was a leader and they were a strong personality, or they were a loose cannon, or they were like unpredictable, I feared unpredictable people for a long time in my life. Like if I didn't, if I couldn't rely on your personality type to be like predictable in some way, I just feared you. Like I wouldn't, I would try to change my personality. I would try to change who I was around leadership or leaders because I was afraid of not getting validation because I had a major orphan spirit. So if a pastor was doing stuff that was hurtful, I would just try to change who I was. And maybe you found yourself like that in a relationship or something else if you're listening today. But I want to encourage you, it's okay to stand up for yourself. God gave us a voice for a reason. He gave us two ears and one mouth. So we do need to listen and understand different perspectives. But I think it's very important to stand up and, and even for the sake of accountability, you know, because you might be when, when Job was corrected, all the older friends that he had, all misunderstood why God was putting Job through it. And they got in trouble because they gave, they spoke and prophesied over his life, not what God was doing over Job. They said, oh, well, you did something wrong when you were younger, or just do this, or you're wrong, or this, this, and that. But with the young guy that was correct, when the, the last one, what the young guy knew, and he was like, I didn't say anything, you know, this and that, whatever. The reason why, what happened is that Sometimes God just has us go through things because it's the way we learn his character. That's what the truth of it all came back to in Job. It wasn't that Job had did anything or at all because God gave us insight into how that process started with saying, you know, well, have you considered Job? And it's like, well, no, why would I do that with Job? He has a hedge of protection around him. It's not because we have to be qualified to step into someone's life, but it's because we spend time with God. We seek God. And that goes back to today's message where we seek God. So we are the ones who then are able to be God's voice to those around us. But if you're doing it in kindness, gentleness, humility, truth, but being stern still, and you know that the outcome of it is love and pushing someone closer to God, and it won't be fallout and it won't be offense, then you were operating under the spirit of the Lord. But if you know that it's going to be war and there's not going to be growth and it's going to be division and brokenness and there's just no peace, then you know that it wasn't from God. And our life is about navigating through those situations. So such a awesome topic to bring up, you know, such a, so true, you know. Um, hey, Mo. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I share real quick, uh, I've been holding on to this for a minute, but you just confirmed what I wanted to say. And I heard somebody else, so I'm sorry, just give me a second. You know, when you no, brought up no, Job, 
Um, Job is a perfect example of what I wanted to mention, right? Because the word tells us to put no trust or no confidence in man. And I think because we haven't established our own relationship and we've been looking at platforms and we've been getting something out of it, right? We got to look at both sides of the situation. If we look at how Job, he didn't get his breakthrough or his deliverance until he prayed for those people, those very same people that tried yep. to mislead him and give him false information. So what does that say to us? We got to pray for our leaders because they are humans, right? And look at the Bible. You talk about how we should do it. Take somebody with you. Go confront your brother. If your brother's offended, before you go to the altar and be in God's face, go make that thing right with your brother, right? So there is a way that softness can turn, a kind word can turn away wrath, that it, we got to be led by Holy Spirit. To go and confront and correct people to the extent because the word does correct. And when we go, we don't go with our opinion and our stuff. And I think we don't look at the fair exchange. We see the fallout of people getting hurt in the church. But truth be told, people get hurt all over the place. It just is not expected in the church. And so the enemy will use that to turn us away from church and try to turn us away from God. Right, because we expect it to be a certain way, but we don't recognize that church is really a hospital. He came to seek and save those that were lost. He came to heal those that were broken and bruised. And where are they? They're in the church, and sometimes they're in leadership. And I think when we exercise like he did in the power of love, we start to win people over, even our leaders. And they need examples. Oh my God! They need examples too, right? And we don't draw on the word of God to get our examples. We don't. Right. We look at man and see what happened and how we try to figure it out and work it out and get people straight. Listen, God's getting all of us straight with this reset. At least he should. At least we don't want to miss the opportunity. Wow. Wow. I mean, everybody is just like, drop the mic. Like that was mic drop, just fire, pure fire. Like, cause it's the truth. Like it's just the way God shapes us. Like, and I, I just have seen it all of my growth has come from adverse relationships. All of my growth has come from uh, forgiving abusers, forgiving people who hurt me, forgiving people who offended me, forgiving people who were talking bad about me when I, I yeah. didn't do what they were saying about me. Like my growth, I love friendships. I love the, the healing relationships, the great relationships. Those are awesome. But the most growth I've ever done as a believer, as a Christian, has come from forgiving people. And I straight up, 100%. The times when I've showed God's love and you're so on point, everybody that has shared has been so on point because it's like our growth comes from those moments where what? We get to be Jesus to the world. But hey, here's the thing though. Look what Jesus' interaction was like with the world though. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, that's kind of a, that's a hard thing. You know, yeah. that's a, that's a real hard thing because it's like all of Jesus' interactions were rough. Those were tough, for, even with his own team. It, it was hard. There were times where it was like, no, 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 no. You guys don't even know the spirit you're operating out of. Or, well, you got, I'm telling you guys the same thing every day and you still don't get it. Like it, even the team, his, his tribe, it was still his own people. It was tough, you know? And that's why he's saying, you know, like in your hometown, you get ex- a prophet is accepted everywhere in their hometown because it's, the, it's in our relationships. It's in our workplaces. It's in our house. It's with our family. Those are going to be the places where we reach that adversity, though. But but who did Jesus say he came to die for, though? He came for God's lost sheep, though. His, he came for the Israelites. He came for his people. But he also said those are going to be the people that reject you. Those are going to be. And how many of us 
are not going to someone's house on Thursday because we're not talking to people. We're not talking to family. And, and the obvious reason, there, but even if there was no pandemic, how many of us would not be going to so-and-so's house? How many of us are not getting an invite from so-and-so because it's always family, it's coworkers, it's friends, it's your neighbor, it's your wife, it's your husband, it's your kids. Those are the people where you could say one thing and it's like, well, why do you got to say it like that? Why do you why do you have to say it to me like that? Those are always those kind of people where it's like, why can't you just say a simple yes or no? Why does it have to be a thing? Why does it have to evolve into a thing? You know, like those are the people where we experience that way. You know, so it's like it's always your hometown. It's always the hardest where where you're from, where where because that's what God reaches us. That's he, he he hits us with the people closest to us, you know. So yeah, thank you guys, man. Here, wow. I'm just so inspired. Hey Moses. This is Gloria. Hey, Gloria. Hey, I, I just wanted to, to add in and thinking about it and having gone through, um, knowing that, that what God has used me in the past for and does is dealing with leadership and having, having been offended and, and going to my own place of brokenness and stuff like that, not wanting to be bothered. But one of the things that God has, has really been impressing on me, even in, as he's healing and delivering, and 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 strengthening me to do and to be all he called me to be now after all of that is that i learn i'm i've learned the lesson and i'm learning the lesson of how i was treated not to treat Ooh, that's good because as as leaders we you know you know in leadership people you know come with their own things and so if you come with come with an expectation to be lauded and all of that kind of stuff and and for me personally, knowing that the way that I I, I was I, I was mishandled, I'm not to mishandle those God blesses me to interact yes. with those that I serve. Even the one when when you mentioned about looking on the phone and saying, "Oh Lord, what they want now? What's going on now?" <laughs> you know, the, even in in that and dealing with them people, I I I have a responsibility because God has healed me not to inflict that on somebody else. Right. Right. So I, I appreciate the lesson that we learn Man. out of these things that we go through. I wish you could write a book on that and then put it in every single household in the world. Like I, that is how important what you just said is because man, I just love that you said that. I told my wife when we went through all that at, at our last church, I told her, you know what though? I'm not mad. I'm really not mad because as I am hurt and, and it, it is going to take time. And, and I'm going to be honest with you guys, it's been over a year and I still have hurt. You know, I still, I, I still am processing that and forgiving and letting it go every day. Sometimes it just takes time. And, and I've gotten to the point where I'm cool with, with that person now. Like we're actually still talking and, and joke and it's good, but they know and I know. And we have talked about it that I still have hurt and offense from that, that I'm still healing through. But the thing is, is that I told my wife, you know, a couple months back, maybe six months ago, seven months ago, it, it was a while back. I remember, I know I for sure told her that I remember us having a conversation where I sat down and we're just talking about it. You know, we talk about it every so often. And I tell her, you know what, though, I'm actually, I'm not mad that we went through it, though, because I now know how if I'm ever the leader of a church, if I ever pastor and start a church, which I do feel called to do, um, I said, I now know how not to treat the people who serve me, not me, but who serve with me. And I know how not to talk to them. 
I know how to pursue them now. I know what not to do. And I looked at this as a failure because we came and it didn't work out and we moved to another thing and it didn't work out. But the truth of, of the situation is this, is that I learned what not to do. And I remember reading about like Tesla and like all these famous inventors and Nikolai Tesla and all these other guys and they and like um it was specifically uh when I was researching all this, I think it was Bell who was just saying all the ways he discovered not to create a light bulb. Like it, it was like he failed so many times that it was like, well, I discovered a thousand ways to not create a light bulb before I found the way to actually create it. And I think what a lot of us have to understand is when we're going through offense and hurt and pain, it's not actually bad. The situation intrinsically in and of itself is bad, yes, and not okay and inexcusable, as is all other sin and pain and hurt and abuse that we put humans put humans through, yes. But God works together all things for his good because we learn how not to do things. We know we have things get exposed in politics and in society and culture and things that are systematic and all these different things, right? Because through that exposure, you need to, when you find out you have a sickness and you get saved and you're like, dang, I'm happy I went to the doctor and found out that was an issue. That's what's happening in our world all over the place. Because like we've had an opportunity to fix a lot of things in society, but um, you know, you just, you, you you can't um you know hold on one second guys sorry I'm up. sorry about that guys I had a um phone I'm having some major technical issues today Can but I say um something? yeah oh yeah go ahead sorry I was just gonna add to what um Gloria was saying and Lisa we have to also remember what the word says in Galatians six and one too that's in all things when people fall short. Um, when we have to be careful of putting others on pedestals because we all are human and nobody can stay up on the pedestal that we put them on. So when we fall short because we are human, go and gently restore them because we don't know what the end of the day is going to be for us. So I'm just grateful that, like my sister Gloria said, she learned a lesson on how not to. Um, and, and we all are. It's a lesson. That's what I look at life mm-hmm. as a lesson. You learn how yeah. to just be the fruit of the spirit, right? So I just oh, think yeah. this is Awesome morning. So awesome. Great, great chair. Good morning. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. This is Prosperous Pam. I was just going to chime in here because I just wanted to thank you for the declaration and everyone's comments. It's so good. Um, I've struggled, not struggled, but I've had a history, and but it's not going to be like that moving forward because God's grown me in an area where it's easy to leave. it's easy for me to just, you know, declare victory is probably the longest church. And I know it's not even a church I've been on um, because it's so easy for me to just have that time with the Holy spirit, with God. And, but God, like I've learned on, on declare victory that we need one another. And I've always grown up thinking I don't need anybody. I mean, like trying to be independent on my own, but that's not why God created all of us in this world. That's not why he created the body of Christ. So I'm just learning and growing so much off of the conversation and what everyone is saying on here. Um, Barbara out of Lodi, I was in a similar situation with a pastor I went to for help when I was going through a divorce. And I had kept this person up on a pedestal and um, still wonderful pastor. But the time where I was in my mind was like, okay, I 
expected you to say something like this. I didn't expect you to say something like, you know what I'm saying? Like, instead of supporting, you're going to go in on the person. Um, it just kind of threw me, it threw me off a little bit. You know how you picture someone's going to pray with you and they don't do that. So we, um, Didi, what Didi said is right. Like just putting people on a pedestal, all the things that we're upset with other people about, I know I've done it myself. Um, I went to, I'm going to say this one last thing. I remember going to a driver's training class or it was a driver's ed class. And they said, tell me all the things that you don't like. And this is years ago. And they said, when people cut you off, when people, you know, speed past you, all the things. And then he said, let's look at each other because we're all the ones doing that. So I just think, I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody, but it just God is just helping me so much. He's growing me. And, you know, I'm still here 44 years later. It's so easy to leave, but I'm not leaving. I'm going to continue to stay and do what God wants me to do. And we have to know, too, when to pull someone's coattail and when to just pray. And I think a lot of times God has called me to be an intercessor. Um, to pray for that person if I don't quite have the right words. Okay, go no, on mute. No, it's so, no, and, and honestly, what, whoever has anything to say on this, like, this is definitely where God's taking this. And, 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 and I totally think we got to continue moving with that. And, and like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm free. As long as this needs to, to, to go on, we're, we, we don't have a time limit. So, um, you know, I, I just want to say like, yes, this is a hundred percent what I've seen too. Like, because I had placed, because of my upbringing and the way I was, I needed validation from that pastor. So I changed everything about myself to get that validation because I think I stopped going to God for that validation and I went to man for validation. And because I was doing that, I realized the flaws of man because I too was in that situation where you say something or you bring up an issue. And I'm, I swear to you guys, the, I, I'm not even going to go into detail about what, what happened. One situation, but there was one time I said something that a family member was going through something and then just telling this person and then the response was genuinely one of those like, what are you talking about kind of response? Like, how could, I would expect somebody from the street to just say something way more kinder and warmer, let alone a leader. Just one of those situations, and I've had this happen before at a lot of a lot of places with with leadership and people who you know you put you put up there on that pedestal where you're just like, what what could have possibly possessed you to say something like that to somebody who is your flock, to somebody who you lead, who who you counsel? How on earth? How did you even think it was an option? And we have to let go of that. You got to let go of that. Remember that like. These are human beings too. These are human beings that are hurt also that are not perfect. Like we have to stop making excuses for why we don't go to church, for why we don't pursue God, for why we don't, we're not in a better place and blaming other people. When the truth of it is, is like, we need to be Jesus to the people that say they're Jesus to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like the people that are that to everyone. So if you're in that place today, I think we definitely, when we close, whenever that is, no rush, but like when we close, I definitely want to address offense. I definitely want to pray for offense. I definitely want to pray for resentment. I definitely want to pray for those apologies that, and here's what I'm going to pray today too. I'm going to pray that we get those apologies that we never got in Jesus name. I'm going to declare and not because of like any kind of warfare or aggression or anything like that, but because you deserve to hear a sorry because God loves you. 
because it wasn't God that felt that way. That was a man. That was a person. That was a woman. That was somebody. That was a human being that offended you. That was not God that offended you. God allowed it to happen because he's working in your heart and, and you're his child and he chastises the ones he loves. But that wasn't God, though, that in that in that event. God doesn't do that to people. So I'm going to pray for those apologies for us today, because I think a lot of us need that. And and we don't. And, and sometimes we might think like, no, you know, I'm good. I'm all right. It's OK. But you know what? God wants to give that gift to you, though. And I really genuinely feel that today. So if you want to stick around, I am going to pray, pray that. But before I do that, I still want to give an opportunity if anybody has anything to share, because this is really good stuff. Even if you want to share again, if God gave you a second thing after you shared the first time, like no, there's no limit, you know. Okay, well, here I go again. <laughs> it's it's Nikisha. <laughs> um, I believe this is maybe the scripture that you were thinking about, um, Galatians 5. And I was, like, looking, and I pulled up uh, 14 through 17, when it's talking about, and this is the NIV, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one commandment. Love thy neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with one another. So that you are not to do whatever you want. So when you were talking that's, about um, that's it that's the, the verse bless, I was looking for <laughs> oh well bless God bless God <laughs> and I was getting like distracted because there was a lot of people that was making like good points and I didn't want to be rude and be like hey I'm trying to say the word here and I was like no just calm down <laughs> calm down I was talking about you know last night just just, just calm down and listen to what they have to say and then I also got to get ready because I got to go swing and swing so I was like you know just just calm down just calm down plug in the flat iron you know I'm still trying to be cute and everything but I think I want to go back to just uh, wash and go because you know it's cute but you know this, this flat iron biz and I'm like oh my god so today yesterday I was like how are we doing this every day she said I don't know I guess we was crazy but uh yeah so that's that I just wanted to get that scripture out to you and for everybody that's listening and also for myself and then also about how um the whole pastor or leadership thing well what i was thinking was god is a jealous guy and anybody that we put above him he will bring Ooh. them down so yes. because i had that church hurt too i was like man i'll be beatboxing and everything like what you said so i'm not going back to church for what but no, we but we also have to remember we're not supposed to forsake the assembly. But right now we're assembling online, and that's cool too. But we still need to have God first, and then mm. the leadership. So so many of us we we get busy like the church busyness, and we running all around the Bay Area. We running all up and down California following these people but where do we put god in this yeah we sing it and yeah. having a hallelujah good time but where is god in all this so we were fulfilling our desires to be recognized and to be noticed 
And like, there's people to this day that do not know what my mother names me. They have these little nicknames for me. Oh, yeah, you the one that hit the high note, right? And so then I started like eating that up. At first I was like, oh, praise God. But then I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm being recognized. Okay, woo, woo, woo. But then it got shut that down real quick because I was yeah. getting too high-minded. You know, so it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And now I don't even really sing too much of nothing because I had surgery, couldn't sing, and now it's shut down. But I know this, when I go to that swap meet or wherever we go, we're talking about the goodness of God. Because about three weeks ago, we was in there shouting. I had the holy oil with anointing people and stuff like that. So he could use you wherever you are. You don't have to be in the quote-unquote uh, Church of God of Christ on the high mountain on the side of Jericho and all that foolishness. You know, he'll use you wherever you are if you allow him. So love y'all. Mm-hmm. No, that's so true. That's so powerful because that's why I was sharing about myself earlier with what, who am I when I don't have any of that stuff anymore? You know what I'm saying? And that's what, that's exactly what happened to me is the same thing as like, because I, I used to lead worship too and, do, and singing, playing guitar and doing all this stuff. And I, I was, I did choir directing and I did all this stuff. Right. And I'm just like, who was I when I had none of those, though? when I had none of those things anymore. And there's just so many good points that you touched on. Yes. And thank you. That is the exact verse. That's a, ex, that's so funny that you found that. I, Cause I was like, Man, I wonder if anybody's gonna find it because I kept thinking about it. And once we got off the and call, we're gonna look up that verse. <laughs> I just want to say one hey, other quick thing. Oh yeah, whoever wants to go first, yeah. Go, go ahead, Moni. I mean, Mona. Yeah, hey, Moni, it's, it's Mona. Go ahead. I'll stop you. No, I was just gonna say I think we need to keep our uh, leadership in prayer. There's just I have that. Mm-hmm. Well, I know I need to. I know God's called me to do that because they yeah. have. I mean, there's was someone on the news that they have, I'd never even seen this leader before, but now he's all on 2020. He's all over the place because of a scandal. Um, we just got to pray for our leaders. They got a lot where much is given. A lot of is required. So that's all. Okay, Mona, no, it's all yours. Oh yeah. Take it away, Mona. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Moses. Hey, everybody. Love you guys. Great. Always, always good listening to you, but you know what? I, um, the spirit and, and what I was thinking about, when it comes to the leadership in church, when it comes for me, I personally think that um, it's just we need to pray and, and decree and demand a different, um, um, a different for them to go deeper. Stop that, just that that surface um, teaching. Ooh, you know what I'm yes. saying? For me, yes. You know what I'm saying? You know, really get deeper. Let us know how we are um, about our children. You know what I mean? How even at that age, how so important it is to install the word in them. You know what I'm saying? It's just not even like that. It's just like, hey, you know, bless the little children. You know, it ain't, it, you know, it ain't no real. No, I mean, I'm, just, I'm not trying to be funny, but it's just really like, wait a minute, when I think about it, it's not like the importance, the urgency of, of, yeah. of the real, you know, I'm almost was about to cuss, the real stuff. That's in this world that they're going to encounter that I we were going to encounter. And, you know, and when it comes to the leaders, you know, I already know they're human. I'd be already looking up, you know, even my pastor loves him to death, but I know he is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just about being real about these demons and these spirits and these blood, everything about the, the courts. The, you know, it just seems like it's not going deep enough. It's not going, it's not taking us to, um, you know, the real truth of, 
uh, 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 walking this out. You know, I'm, 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 I think I'm saying the right, but yeah. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Because what, what I think it is, is I'm going to be honest with you. I have, I have also, I forgot who was saying it about being, you know, counsel and advice to, to pastoral leadership. And I've done that for a lot of years, but the one number one thing that I always see with, with pastors and with leadership is there's no, um, there's the routine. There's the, Hey, I'm going to do this, but there's no actual pursuit of just being real. Just, I think what happens is, and you might notice this if you ever talk to a leader or, or speaker or pastor, or somebody who speaks over um, to a lot of people very often, it's very hard to keep their attention one-on-one conversations because they start looking around and they have a short attention span and you'll talk to them and they're like, huh, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. Cause it's very difficult to maintain that. So that's one of the reasons why we always have to remember our audience, remember who it is we're speaking. And I think the biggest thing that we're taking away from this today, and this isn't to bash on anybody, all this no, stuff not isn't all. to put people down, not at, not at all. Cause we all love the people. I, I know that, I still have love for the people who have offended and hurt me in church. Absolutely, 100%. Because like I said, I still see them the way God sees them. And I'm actually excited because I know even all the setbacks that they go through and the fallout that they experience and all those things are only all going to push them to a more sincere relationship with God, which is going to equal them actually finally now reaching people because they were broken from all the fake things they thought were important all the logistics they thought were important, all the numbers, all the tithes, the things that the numbers they were looking at after a Sunday and not realizing, let me just roll with who I have. Let me just, that's why I talked about all that earlier. Cause it's like, if you're trying to have a church and you're focusing on having 9,000 people in the pews every Sunday, you're not going to value the 15 that keeps showing up every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, I don't preach in front of a thousand people every month. We might get 40, 50, 60, 78. I mean, I don't know what the most we've ever had on Declare Victory is, but here's the thing. Like, I don't care about Declare Victory having a thousand people when I go to speak because I care individually about the people that I know that are calling in because whether you're speaking to five or you're speaking to 5,000, it doesn't matter if your heart's not right because you can be leading a church. And, and like, I think it was Pam that was saying, there's like, there's all these leaders, right, that are leading celebrities and thousands of people, but then they cheat on their wife, and now everybody doubts every word they ever said now. So did it matter that you were ministering to 5,000 people every Sunday morning and that you had a million followers on Instagram and all these other things? Did all that stuff even matter in the end if you weren't getting filled up? Did, did it matter? And here's the thing. Anybody can fail. That's the truth of it. I could fail. You could fail. We could fail. Any, any, no one's above failing. That's the truth of it. I don't care how, how set in stone you are. Like, we could all fail at any time. Even Job got to a crazy place, and, he, and God bragged about Job. And we talked, to, we just all discussed that right now. So the truth of it is, is we got to get to a real place. And that's why I said we got to seek God, because I guarantee you everybody that's shared today has a place of influence, because you can feel the influence. Everybody that has shared today, and all of you listening that haven't shared, you have influence. God, and you have influence because you have God inside of you. You have that same power mm-hmm. inside of you, okay? So you have to remember that we will all be in that place. So it's important for us to seek God, to know God, and to only get our validation from God. Because here's the thing. There was times where I was terrified 
to speak and declare victory because I'm like, man, there's so many good speakers. And I used to listen to like everybody. And I'm like, man, I don't preach like that. And I'm not funny like that. Or I'm not like that articulate. And I, I don't know the scripture as well as this person. And, and I have zero, I like dropped out. I went to like ministry training school and I dropped out after like three months. Like, I'm just like, I don't even know how to do this. Like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not qualified. Like I'm not, I, but God speaks when through who he chooses to speak through. We don't get the luxury of, of strong arming him into that. You know what I'm saying? So we always got to make sure, you know what I'm saying? Cause we got to yeah. make sure that we we are just prepared and set up and postured and God will do the rest. Because when you start, when you're going to get to that place, if it's people pleasing, if it's fear of man, if it's all that, God will break those things. I have been broken of those things. God will not hesitate because if you have a fear of man, whether it's a pastor or you are the leader with influence, um, if you have a fear of man, you will be destroyed in ministry. 100%, I guarantee you, because I was destroyed in ministry because I had a fear of man. I did not have a fear of God. I was like, oh, yeah, me and God are cool. Yeah, we're good. We're good, right? Like, I, you know, I spent time with God. But in reality, I really feared what people thought more than – that's why, like, days like today, I can step out and say – Oh, is there a so-and-so out here today? Because I know that I might fail in that in a word of knowledge a hundred times, but I know that the times in my life that have hit and that it is actually correct, one of those moments is more powerful than a thousand times where it's silent. People are like, I don't know if that person exists or if this guy is tripping or what's going on. And I do that and step out like that because I don't, I love all you guys, but I don't fear any of you. But I fear God because I know that if God has a message for that person and that person called in and they've been struggling and I'm going to be the voice that says, hey, so-and-so on the call. And then they're like, oh, my God, that's me. How would this person even know that? I know that what that feeling feels like because I've been on both ends of that where God has given me specific information about somebody like that and it has changed their entire life. So I'm okay with looking stupid because I fear God because God broke me of that in the beginning where he would, I would be walking into school. I was in college and I felt God put on my heart. And I'm not saying he's going to do this to you, but he did this to me. And I felt him say, would you, in front of all those people, and they're in front of the smoking area in college, right? It was like, in, it was lunchtime, it's like 50, 60 people out there. And I felt God tell me, would you get down right now on the pavement and worship me in front of all those people? And I'm like, nope, I would not. <laughs> because I wasn't, I was like, that's, that's not from God. There's no way that's from God. But I felt it so strong. And I thought, I was saying, are you willing to look stupid for me? And I'm like, yeah. And I kid you guys, not. I don't know if I've ever even told this story. <laughs> I'm like getting out of my car, just trying to go to class. And there's like, oh, God, I can't even tell you how many people are standing right there. And the parking lot where I parked, all you could see is whoever was walking up. And so I stood there and I'm like, I hope I'm not being religious right now. I'm just going to do this, whatever. I don't care. And I put my backpack down and I stopped walking and I just got on my face in the pavement in front of all these people. And there's just quiet people just staring at me as I got down on the ground on my face on the pavement and just started praying and worshiping God. And I'm like, and I got up and I just looked at everybody and I dusted myself off and walked into class. <laughs> I was like, you got to get to this place where you just don't care. You just, you, you're willing to sound stupid. You're willing because you fear God because we serve God. You got to give a message and it doesn't hit. I've given messages before and declare victory. And I'm like, okay, I'd like to open the call for love life victory. And um, hi. And like, no one says anything. And I'm like, okay. All right. 
next time. You know, it is what it is. You got to fear God. It's got to be God first. He's your only audience, you know? So thank you for touching on that. Like, that's so big. Moses. It's so huge. Hey, Moses. Oh, it'd be like crickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who is that? Do we have somebody else in there, too? <laughs> this is Lisa again. I wanted to share. Um, you just said so many things, and there's so many things in my head. And you, I'm so glad you said if you already shared, share again, because sometimes you just want to just not yes. say so much, Come on. and I get it. So, right, <laughs> um, for you and that prayer and hitting, I think it's still, even in that, the expectation of perfection on our point, right? When mm-hmm. I would tell you that that prayer you had, whether you called out names or not, it still fell on good ground, right? Because so mm. many people are struggling in their finances, even on this call, and they needed to hear that. And oftentimes, if we're in the right place, like you talked about posturing and positioning yourself for God to use you, we have no idea how far reaching that net is cast. Just like you get on your face at that college, you have no idea who needed to see that, but they will never say anything. So we don't even know, like just now, I know somebody is dealing like, yes, my finances, they are coming. They are, yes, God is doing it. I can believe in spite of a pandemic, in spite of Mm -hmm. bankruptcy, in spite of whatever it is, God is still going to use that. And I got Bible for you. You think about that woman that went to Jesus um, and she was praying for her daughter. And Jesus was like, I didn't come for, you know, the, the only for the children of Israel first, for them to get like the bread, right? And she was like, well, even the dogs can get the crumbs. And she had no problem when he called her or addressed her like a dog right but she was like I don't care I'm getting what I need and so when we show up we have no idea how God is going to use whoever it is to bless us and so we avail ourselves we make ourselves available and then we can turn around and then use that very same thing after we get what we need to turn around and go help somebody else with it and speaking of the pastors listen who counsels the counselor who ministers Ooh. to the minister, right? Who who does yes. that? And so that's why we have so many pastors and, and leaders and bishops that um, have committed suicide. It's no no shade. I mean, it's no, wow. um, who, who, who helps them when they need the help? And so listen, this is very strategic because this is what Satan did. Remember, um, he started off okay, but then he started feeling himself and he started realizing how beautiful he was made and how he was placed in this position. And so he wanted the uh, authority and, and I think it's Ezekiel, how many times he used I, 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 I. So initially he was created as an angelic being to worship the creator. Now the created thing wants to be the creator and he can't. So he gets booted out, right? But he started off okay. And I think so many of our pastors, they, leaders, um, evangelists, bishops, whoever, they start off um, sincere, and they just get off because of the lure, the attraction. Um, and, and some of that stuff comes from the people that have been hurt, some of us that have been hurt, because we have that expectation. So we pull on people who don't have the ability to give us or the capacity to give us what we expect from them. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so, exactly. Yeah, and so there's a book that um that that I want to recommend, and a few of you have read it. It's the Bait of Satan, and I think it's overcoming the spirit of offense. So if we look at even with Jesus, right, the enemy knows to go after the head. So when he goes after the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. And that's yep. what he's trying to do. If we can look at everything as him trying to cause division and schism within the body. Not every single leader is supposed to be um, in leadership, and not every leader is a good leader. It's not a granite because you hold the position that you know how to lead well. 
right? Ooh, and Keith, I know you went to Google Academy because I went to Google <laughs> Academy for that scripture too. <laughs> so Google <laughs> Academy can be good. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Hurting people hurt people. I think that's how we can learn how to put every, God puts us all on the same playing field, right? No big eyes, no little U's. We're the ones that, that, like we said, exalt people on pedestals, that they cannot maintain that position. And if they're not um, whole and they got emotional issues like abandonment and rejection, now that platform becomes that thing that they get their fulfillment and their satisfaction out of. Listen, I don't know what it's like, the pressure um, to, to minister to thousands of people in a mega church, and now they have this expectation of me that I know I can't live up to, but I got to put up the facade that I need to, and I can't be vulnerable because I can't trust too many people because they're not going to expo- expose my humanity. Mm-hmm. We have no wow. idea what that's like, right? So we really, really, thank you, Pam, we need to pray for our leaders. I mean, I'm talking about even our president. Whether you like him or not, no wonder why God sets up parameters, because we so fleshly, we just like, mm-hmm. you know, we ready to kick people to the curb, because they just yeah. ain't right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and oh, he's so long-suffering with us. So long-suffering uh, with us. He doesn't just throw us away. Oh, yeah. exactly exactly and thank honestly thank you for that that's so profound and and you know like you know to touch on what you what you said in the beginning yeah I, I i felt that and i knew and and i felt that you know i felt god pressing on my heart like you i want you to pray for this anyway like i want you to still just pray for this over everyone though because there's been times where i'm on the phone and you know like i said and i'm paying a bill and i'm like hey is do you have a family member named so-and-so and they're just like no. But what happens is they open up right away. They could have been just like, hey, yeah, mm-hmm. this bill was due, this, this, that. But then they open up, they're like, oh, just why do you ask? And like, and I'll just be like, oh, you know, I'm to be honest with you, I'm a Christian. And I just have been doing this thing where I step out in faith and I let God kind of just put something on my heart and I'm learning how to hear from him. And if I'm hearing from God, I just wanted to just share that message. And then they're just so open to like, yeah, I actually, you know, and even if that wasn't what it was, God used that to open up and to like yeah. show himself to them, you know, but then there's also been times where I'm in the drive through and God gives me a full, I'm talking entire download of this person's life. And then I'm telling them back everything. And they're looking at me crying in the drive through with that 20 cars behind us. And every single thing that I said was 100% to the last detail accurate. And then I'm like, uh, and you know, God just doesn't want you to quit in that because that's the field that he called you to be working in. And if you walk away from this, you know, you're going to reach so many people in that field. And they're just looking at me silent speechless, like, what the frick is going on? Like, how does this happen? And, and so to me, that's why, you know, you know what I'm saying? And and that's why I'm just like, man, this guy was just going to hand me a whopper. And I'm just like, but, but, but yes, you need to know there is actually a God and he does care about you. And this person's just staring at you like dumbfounded. So to me, it's like, yeah, I don't care either way. Cause I'm like, I know that failing is a part of the process because you don't learn how to hear God's voice until you know what is not God's voice. And like I said about the whole light bulb thing, you learn all the ways to not do it. We're all learning the way to not treat people, man. I'm so happy that that was brought up. That was such a beautiful concept. And just everything you're saying right now, too, is just like it, everything marries together so perfectly. And we got to remember the thing and praying for our leadership and remembering 
we're all just men. I remember reading in history class, I don't know if it was Julius Caesar, who it was, but he would have somebody stand behind him every time they conquered a new city. And he would tell him, you're only a man. You're only a man. You're only a man. That's all his job was, was to tell him that every time they conquered a new region, because he, you know, like you got to realize, like, if you're a pastor and you're up there and you're up there already, you feel a sense of entitlement naturally because people listen to you. Even if you're speaking, even if you're just leading something, you're always going to feel a sense of entitlement naturally because that's what we are as humans. When we have been trusted to lead people, we do feel a certain pressure, but we also do feel a certain sense of being worshipped, being looked up to, no matter who you are, even if you're a boss, even if you're a manager, you can attest to this. Like, If you have any sense of influence over people, you have to be careful what you're using it to validate because we don't know people's backgrounds. You don't know if someone mm-hmm. came from a background where they came from a broken home and they never were told that they did good. So now yeah, that every time they power. go up on stage, mm-hmm. exactly, or they yeah. never had power, or, or even crazier, they were walked on their entire life. So now that they have a mm-hmm. little bit of power somewhere, they're going to use it. They're going to really use it in a negative way. So we always got to remember those things because we don't know everybody's story. We don't know where everybody comes from. And we got to remember that it's okay. God, God's in control and God's going to use this, you know? So um, beautiful, beautiful points, guys. I, I don't, I know we're going on about three hours now, but I know that it's because we need to talk about this. We need to pray. So I don't want to take too much of your guys' Saturday more. I, I, I apologize if you did have something, but if you feel pressing and it needs to get out to the community, post it in the, the victory room, post it on Facebook. You guys, it's, it's a great platform and it's, it's really awesome. And I know we're blessed somebody that might not have been on the call today that checks that. So I'm going to. Pastor Moses. Yes. Pastor yes. Moses, I just want to say thank you. This is Patricia. And, and, oh, and, Hey. Yes. I thank you. So thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Moses. And that's all I just want to say. And thank you. Amen. Hey, you know, God's thinking about you. That's all you got to know, because it was last night and he and he put you he put you on that piece of paper before we ever talked before anything. And I want everybody to know that that God cares about the little details. God cares about you. God care. God will tell something about you to somebody who he knows is going to pray for you. I remember growing up. I remember I would see little kids. Even now, I'll be in the store. And I'll see some like bad little kids and I'm like, man, what is going on? And like, Lord's like, I want you to be praying for them. And I'll walk by a kid or I'll be driving and I'll see a kid walking off the bus and I'll just intercede for their life. And God will always tell me, I had people driving by you when you were getting off the bus, praying for your life, covering you. Because God wants people that will seek him. This is why God wants people that will seek him. I can't tell you how many times you guys, and I live in Arizona, and if you ever lived in Arizona, you know how many crazy drivers there is. No place with as many bad drivers as Arizona, okay? I can't tell you guys how many times I get cut off by somebody or somebody tailgates me or something, and I don't get mad. I don't, I don't show them a, a finger or something. I don't do the things I want to do, but I ask God, Lord, what is going on in their life so badly that you use them to get my attention to pray for them? And he has told me, things you can't imagine. People's marriage is failing. People are worried about their losing their job. People fighting 
I mean, anger, suicide, like all of that. And he will use their impatience against them for them. And he will tell me, I want you to be interceding for that person now for the next three months that cut you off three months ago. We need to be seeking God, you guys. We need to be hearing God's voice. We need to be knowing that you, there is a real God. This, is, this stuff is real. And you can hear from him too. And you can change the world around you. And it's up to us not let the enemy break those relationships so that we're walking in offense. Because if you're walking in offense, you're closed off. You remember that you're walking in a fence. You're closed off. You can't get out of that. You will never reach people. And I think that's the heart of what God's getting to today. We've been talking for three hours today on a Saturday. This is what God's getting to. This is the bottom of what he wants to get to. We got to let it go because he has work for us. He has people he wants to reach through us. And I just want to let you guys know that we can do this. We absolutely can do this. So I'm going to close this out in prayer. And I just, all I ask is that you stand firmly with me. If you don't have a fence for a leader right now, stand with me, be with partner with me. Be with, like I said, rock with the people you came with rock with me right now for all the people, all of our brothers and sisters that we heard that have gone through it and everybody that didn't come off mute today because they didn't, they might be nervous. You don't know if someone has social anxiety or somebody's scared to talk out. Like, let's go, let's go in on their behalf. If you've already walked through it, let's pray that, that they don't have to go through it. So for those of us that have been, those of you that have been married for a long time, let's go in right now for all the young married couples that are struggling past the first couple of years so that they don't need to go through what you went through to get to where you and your husband or you and your wife are at today. For those of you that were addicted or maybe doing drugs and you were homeless or you didn't have anything, let's go in for right now for all the people who have a kid right now that they're not telling people that they're, they're homeless or that they're addicted right now. Let's go in for their kid as if it was our kid so that they don't have to go through what we went through. If you were abused growing up and you were hurt or you were neglected or, or you were orphaned or something, let's go in right now for somebody else's young one or somebody else that has a nephew or, or a cousin or somebody that's going through it, or just for the kids out there so that they don't have to go through it. You know, my God broke my heart in something so big one time. He broke my heart about um, like child sex trafficking and human trafficking because he told me your daughter was born into a household where you and your wife adore her so much, where you and your wife literally cater to her every need constantly around the clock 24-7. And he told me, I placed you where I placed you so that you can pray specifically against trafficking. Every night, I want you to not rest your head on the bed until you pray against human trafficking. Because somebody's daughter was born into that world. Some baby was born into that world. Some baby girl, just like your daughter that looks like your daughter, that acts like your daughter, that's the same height and size and, and laugh as your daughter, was born into a world where she will never know what it's like to have clothes that fit her. She will never know what it's like to be hugged by, by a father like you, that you hug your daughter with your entire being. And I like broke down crying for hours. <laughs> I didn't go to bed. I cried on my living room floor for hours because he broke my heart to the fact that there's a little girl somewhere out there that is being born into that lifestyle. It has no choice. And all I can do is seek God to pray against that. It's the most powerful thing I can do on this planet. You can do that too for what God has called you to fight. If it's for marriages, 
it's against trafficking and prostitution and drugs and all the young the young sons the brothers the the cousins out there that are in the street thinking that that's what makes them a man shooting at people being shot at selling drugs i i have family there too you know like we we can seek god and change the world around us so what are we going to tell god one day when when it's done and when he asks us what we did with our time here we can we might not be the one on the front lines you guys but we can be the one on the front line of our prayer closet we can be on the front line over our city some of us drive through our city every day and don't ever pray for it across the whole city the whole the whole county some of us have jobs where we reach hundreds of people a month and we don't ever pray for any of them. Some of us have jobs where we have two people where we reach a month and we don't ever pray for them. We have to seek God, you guys. We can hear God's voice. And when we hear God's voice, that's the power that we need it. We say what we hear him say. We do what we see him do. We, we find that out from Revelation. That's why I said that verse in Ephesians. Because we get the revelation of who God is, what he wants us to do, what he wants us to say. There is a kid somewhere who needs your intercession. There is a pastor at your church or somewhere who needs you to be interceding for them because they're lost. There is a leader. If you read this dude's story that we're talking about, this pastor, he's not the pastor of the church anymore. Intercede fast for him. I fasted for a pastor for six months and prayed for him. And God told me to and showed me him on Google and said, I want you to Google this name. I had never heard of this guy. God told me, Google this person. He showed me the image that I was looking for in my mind. And I Googled this guy, this pastor. And the very first image that pops up on Google is the image God showed me. And I had never seen it before. I'd never heard of this guy before. And God told me he's about to lose his church. And I want you to fast for him for the next six months because I'm doing this so that he has a heart for me. So that he truly understands who I am and he knows what it's like to need me. This guy who was successful, had multiple locations. This was like six years ago. And I just was like, all right, Lord. And I fasted for him. When I was fasting for him, he lost his church because stuff was uncovered of what he was doing. And then guess what? Guess who comes back years later and opens a church down the street from me? It was that pastor. And I went in one day and I heard him speak and I, I heard him speak with the fire that he didn't have before when he had multiple churches and they were making millions and millions of dollars. He had a fire now with one church with like a hundred people on it. That he did not have back then. And I got to partner with him and I went up and shook his hand and said hi to him after and I didn't tell him anything else. And he had no idea, no idea. This guy has been on CNN, has been on Fox News, has been all over the world. He had no idea that the guy that just came up to say good morning, great message, and shook his hand. He had no idea that I fasted for him for six months. He had no idea that I interceded for him to come back better. He had no idea that I prayed for him every single day without fail for six months. You don't know who's praying for you. And it all comes down to seeking God and hearing from God. You guys, we can do crazy things here if we just seek God, if we just listen you can see God move all around you and you can hear his voice. It just takes you sitting down, slowing down the world and listening to him. So I'm going to pray against offense right now. In Jesus name, we break offense, Lord. 
Lord, I, I break it with the full might of every story behind me, of every ancestor behind us, Lord, of every failed life, Lord, where there was an ancestor who couldn't make it, Lord, because they were being held down. They were being oppressed. They were being broken. Lord, I come from a family of migrants, Lord. We're not from this country, Lord. We're not from this place, Lord. We were broken down. We were spit on, Lord. We were. To, I break it in Jesus' name, every power of every life before me, Lord, that did not get to live out to its full attention and to its full plan, Lord. I break it in Jesus' name, Lord. I break it for Bella. I break it for all of our kids. I break it for our nephews, our nieces, that they will not live in offense, that we will no longer be generations of offense. We will not be categorized. We will not be identified by our offense. We will not be remembered by our being a victim. We will not be remembered by being that. We will be remembered by being overcomers in Jesus' name. We will not be held out of your church. The place that needs you the most is your church in this country, Lord. We will not be held out of that place because we're offended. Because your warriors, your prophets, your pastors, your people, our tribe, because we don't walk in there because we're hurt. We don't walk in there because of people made bad decisions. Lord, I break that in Jesus' name. Lord, I repent on behalf of every single person here, every person listening to me, every person that called in and hung up that isn't on the line anymore. Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray, Father, that that that, that they will just feel the weight come off them like an egg was cracked over their head, and you just feel that, that you're dripping down, like as if you just are covered now in just the healing of brokenness, a healing from offense, a healing from division, a healing from saying, you know what? Maybe I'm just one of those Christians that doesn't go to church. Maybe I'm just one of those Christians. Where is it in the Bible that I need to do this? Where is it in the No, I break that in Jesus' name. That if you are coming from that mentality, you will now have double the influence and prosperity in people. That Double the increase in your influence and human interaction and relationship in the midst of community. In Jesus' name, I pray for more, Lord. I pray for a greater sense of understanding of why people are the way they are, Lord. So that when we, it's like psychology, when you understand why somebody makes decisions they make, it actually kind of helps you understand where they're coming from, why they did it, doesn't excuse it, but it helps you in understanding. Lord, I pray that spiritually over every single one of us, Lord, that we can look at the people in our life, the ones that don't get it together, and we can say, you know what, instead of trying to fix you, I'm going to love it out of you. I'm going to be in a relationship. I'm going to get coffee with you every week until you stop using. I'm going to love on you every week and tell you who you are so that you stop picking people that break your heart. I'm going to pour into your life so much and teach you how to spend money wisely that you're not going to ever, ever, ever get yourself into a bad situation financially. I'm going to just spend so much time speaking into your God-given identity that you will never, ever again question who you are because who we say people are is going to be so much louder than what the world has said they are, Lord. And I thank you for that, Father. And I ask that you meet us in those secret places, Lord. I ask that you meet us in those places, Lord, where you're going to give us revelation, where you're going to use the Bible to reveal to us, Lord, what your plans are, what your goals are for relationships, for marriages, for people, for healing, for, for the economy, for our country, Lord, for our politics, Lord, for the pandemic, for everything, Lord, that you will reveal to us in Jesus' name, Lord. I pray that you reveal to us the timeline of things, Lord. That you show us that it will go past this. It will start from this day and it will not go past this day. And you will heal as a people from this. You will heal as a community from this. You will heal as a group from this. And I thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, I praise you, Father, that we can go to you to get the answers that we look for in people. I thank you, God, that we can go to you 
to get the revelation that we look for in money, that we look for in relationships, that we look for in success, that we look for in validation. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name, Father, that we can just go to you. It's so simple. And we can just bring to you what we have and we can change the world around us and we can change our own heart. I thank you that we can do that because of you, because of the cross, Lord, because of your great sacrifice for us. There is hope in Jesus' name. So we release that. And where we relieve, where we relieve and release offense and hurt and bitterness and that captivity to that sin, what I place in place of there, Lord, is trust, is peace, is unity, is communication, is trust. And mo- most importantly, I pray influence there, influence there so that we can be the ones that influence the people who need us, who need to see what you have for them, that we are identity speakers, that we are future bringers. Lord, that we can bring about destinies and people because we spoke it out over them. How many of us had a mentor or somebody who spoke something out over us and now we're still on that path years later? Somebody taught us how to cook and now we got a company. Somebody taught us how to sing or play guitar and now we're a worship leader. Somebody taught us how to work on the computer and now we're an engineer. Somebody taught us bookkeeping and now we're an accountant. Lord, how many people just took a moment to speak into our life and we never lost it? So help us to pay that forward, Lord. Help us to make that out of everybody we interact with, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, we we lift you higher and higher, Lord. Your name, let it be lifted up because it is you, the source of all good things, Lord, because you are love. And I hear you saying, simply, to break all of it, simply to change all of it, I hear you simply saying to all of us, I love you. That is the only message you need to hear today from God is that he's saying, I love you. Like, I just love you. Just sit and think about that today. As you go on your week, as you go about your weekend, just think about that. God is just saying, I love you. And it's got that exclamation mark on it. I love you. I just love you. I love you. I love you. And Lord, we love you back. And I thank you, Father. Thank you for the clarity, direction. I ask that you give us peace and hope. I pray a hedge of protection around our friends, our family, our workplaces, Lord, that you keep us safe. That the blood of the lamb be over our threshold, Lord, as the angel passes, and that ours will be covered, will be protected, Lord. I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. And I pray for healing for a divided, broken, dark, cold world, Lord, and that we can be the light. So help us in that, Lord, and teach us where we go. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father, in your mighty, mighty, mighty name. Amen. Thank you, guys. You're dismissed for today. Thank you, everybody, for hanging around. I know it went long today. Have a good, have a good weekend. God bless you guys. Have a good week. Amen. God bless you, Moses. Amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. Love y'all. Have a blessed day. Love you all.
holding hope, walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please. Hope, 
walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in the 
true. Praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes. Committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another while staying on our knees. For it's God we aim to please, we are declared victory. Walking in the 